So where'd you get this from? Or where'd you make it? Where'd we make it? Um, so it's a local, like Welly's one. It's a local one in the area. Amazing people, bro. Amazing people. Yeah, we we got it done in the area. Um, do you like the quality? Uh, oh, actually, no. This one <laughs> it seems like good quality. And now I'm gonna wear this it. one's done. No, this one was bun- it was still in the area, but it was actually another. We went to two different printers. That's expensive because <coughs> if it's good yeah. quality, was it expensive or? Uh, yeah, it cost me around fifty per tee. Okay. Bro, you yeah. think about that. Yeah. That's that's fifty just for the print though. No, no, fifty with the shirt. Oh, with the shirt yeah. too. Yeah. Ah, okay. that's what's up. So what shirt. they sell Uniqlo tops at that place? No, they don't. We get the Uniqlo tops. So you got the Uniqlo top? Yeah. And then whatever the, the Uniqlo plug. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. just for now. Th- soon we're gonna have uh, brand deals with uh, Uniqlo and Charla. For sure, for sure. Speaking sure. it to existence. I like that. Yeah. I like might follow you. Might do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Is Uniqlo your brand? I mean, yeah, bro. The ends love the brand, bro. Yeah. The yeah, ends love I'm trying to get into it. Trust me, it's just very simple. I'm a minimalist guy. If you see my room, I'm very. Uh, I, I How try minimalist? Because Ali is a big minimalist. He has one pillar. Because I don't need any more. Okay, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> we, have different we have different ideas. Uh, um oh look, bro, I'm a single guy, though. Once I'm not, then yeah, it's going to be an issue. 100%. How you have to, bro. That's yeah. not right if you have one pillow. <laughs> <still. laughs> My mum and sisters hate me for it. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, yeah. One pillow, though. Yeah, bro. That's what's what's minimalism, though, for you? Like, how? Bro, I try to throw away as much stuff in my room. Um, damn. What's another thing I do in my room? I, I so it's clothes and stuff? Like a big minimalism on clothes? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I actually got a lot of clothes. I'm not going to lie. But I, I try to throw that away a lot, yeah. actually. Um, it's more about my layout and like quotes and just having um, a certain decoration that really uh, pushes me. You know, I'm all about... Yeah. I think your environment, after reading a certain book, Atomic mm. Habits, right yeah. behind you. What? Um, okay. Well, I didn't know the book talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, nah, after reading that book, it really told me about how your environment really is going to set you up more than yeah. your mind. Because your will and your, uh, you know, motivation is only going to push you so far. It's discipline, what they say. For me, it's it's environment. It was a good book, but that book, Mm. Atomic Habits, you know those people that just talk too much when they can just keep it simple? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Atomic Habits is one of those You reckon he waffled too much in that thing? He waffled too much. 30 pages just to tell me, make it satisfying? Bro. I felt like no this, no this, yeah. no this. I'm just saying. Nah, like, I know because a lot of people recommend us like the number one book, and I read a book that's very similar called yeah. Compound Effect, and I'd recommend that any day of the week, yeah. just because he got to the point, and it's like no other BS, you know, nothing else. Yeah, see that book uh, I seen, and there's obviously a chapter in Atomic Habits con- talking about Compound Effect, and like obviously business mind people, like people who give uh, speeches, they talk about how like one percent or zero point three percent will get you further if you do that every single day, and I get that. But yeah, it's just the book has to be simple for me sometimes, you know? Mm. For sure, so. for sure. Mm. All right, going back to the minimalism, yeah? Real quick, yeah? So Ali does this thing, yeah? And we used to hate th- we used to hate him for this, yeah? Where we used to do like a shoot or something like that. And obviously when we first started, we used to use our iPhones, yeah? Before even like separating the episodes and stuff like that, Ali is so minimalis- <laughs> minimalist to the point where he'd delete everything before we'd actually release anything. Because he can't like last with like... He doesn't keep photos, junk on messages, his photos. emails. That's so I'll copy it onto my hard drive. And yeah. then I delete it off my computer. I delete but it on off that my night. So oh, no, that could be an accident. <laughs> you know, you know that quote where um, <laughs> you know that quote where it says the, those people who um, come straight from a trip and then unpack everything straight yeah. away. Yeah. Serial killers. That's you. You're giving me those vibes right, <laughs> Ali. No, that's Ali. Right. Nah, I, I tried to. Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> we're on the same vibe though. Nah, nah, yeah. Nah, nah. We're on the same vibe. So. Yeah, we actually lost good content. Imagine that. Imagine your boys took photos. They're like, yeah, copied onto my computer, and then they lost it. Nah, that's an L. That's on you. Hiking. Yeah, bro, I'm, I'll take it. Nah, but it is what it is. That's in the past, bro. Yeah. I don't want our convert to be better off camera than it is on camera. Yeah, yeah. And I know you're withholding yourself a lot. I was trying, bro. <laughs> I so was let's trying. get into it. Actually, I can see him like physically. He's like, 
I don't want to chat about this. Yeah. yeah. I want to touch on what I'm actually interested in chatting on. Sorry, guys, because these people probably don't know who the, the person we're going to talk about is. We're talking about one of my favorite YouTubers, Nathaniel Drew. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, we're not even going to do icebreakers. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this I'm is the icebreaker. We're the icebreakers. <laughs> the yeah. icebreakers. This is the icebreaker. Okay. I like that. Go dumb. Maybe we'll, I'll do icebreaker. What's some YouTubers you like now, current day? Currently? Uh, man, look, it's just about what I'm on right now. So... I'm an anime guy, like I'm an anime fan, right? So sure. I watch a lot of RTTV. Yeah. If I don't know if you guys know RTTV. Ahmed knows. You know RTTV? No, no, no. He's not an anime. He's an anime ref. Yeah. You probably see, if you watch reactions, I watch I watch guys react to anime. That's how yeah. much I love anime. Yeah. Like I watch I, I watch a certain episode of Attack on Titan. Yeah. I go straight to their YouTube channel and I'm just seeing their reaction. And then when they react the same way, I'm like, yeah, same, yeah. bro. That was me. Yeah. I, I was reacting just like that. So okay. RTTV, um, impulsive. Nathaniel Drew's my, my number one favorite. Mm. Um, and before you said you wanted to meet Nathaniel, is there other YouTubers you might want to meet? Like maybe you don't watch them consistently, but you'd love to meet them. Oh, man. You know? All right. In terms of meeting YouTubers, I would, me personally, I'd rather, I, I want to meet more YouTubers. This is weird. I want to meet more, more YouTubers and ex-YouTubers more than I want to meet, I'd say, actors. Okay. Um, obviously, there's a few actors like Leonardo DiCaprio, um, Will Smith, Denzel Curry, uh, Denzel Washington. Mm. Um, there's a, there's a few others. My mind is just forgetting right now. Sure. But in terms of YouTubers that I want to meet, I definitely want to meet the impulsive crew. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I definitely want to meet George Janko, uh, Mike Malak. And his drug stories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't read his book, but the way George <laughs> talks about it and drags him is just <laughs> hilarious. But obviously, like that guy's done some amazing things for himself. Sure. That crew right there. Obviously the RTTV. Um, I want to meet some yeah, old, old school like old school icons in my opinion. Teddy, you guys had him recently. Mm. That guy was um, that guy was a goat to me back in my mm. days when for I was sure, young. Sure. Um, who else, man? There's obviously Nathaniel Drew. I look forward to meeting mm. him, and inshallah, making content with that guy. Yeah. I definitely want to make content with him. He he like again like that guy's content is just that's how I want to document my life. Okay. So you don't definitely. just want to meet him. You want to make content with him. Yeah, I look forward for that day. Yeah. And, and I feel like I feel like it, w it would happen. I don't see why not. Yeah, 100%. I don't see why not. Like We're the that. same age. Yeah, we have we have a lot of similarities. Um, he's doing he's doing very well for himself. Yeah, and his perspective is what I I look to I look forward or I I aspire more than what he's done for sure, in my for opinion. Sure. Um, so yeah, that that's definitely one guy. So you I'm like his opinion. perspective on life, like his perspective on life, his perspective on um growth. Um, he's obviously one of those channels that I talk about self growth and just developing yourself. Mm. And there's obviously a, a I've learned this as well throughout this whole journey of, um, you know, obviously trying to grow consistently. Like there's sometimes a moment where you're pushing yourself, you know, it's mm. like straining a muscle. Don't always try to grow. Don't always like you need to relax and you take it easy. Yeah. And um, I think he's he's explained that in his perspective. Mm. But I'll actually, I actually actually want to say that he the way he visually tells his story is, is the thing for me yeah. uh, as well. I heard a good example of that because it's about overworking. It's the example of a plant. If you had a plant and you have to water it every day. It's like, now today I want to go really hard and I'm going to give it an extra couple gallons yeah. of water. Yeah. You're actually going to make it worse. And sometimes that's how we think about life. It's like, okay, I'm going to go super duper hard today yeah, yeah. and then it actually makes it worse. It's like, you know, something mm. so simple. It's like, damn, no, you know? No, 100%. Yeah. Definitely. I like Quick one though, Nathaniel Drew, just for the listeners that don't know who he is, just give us like a bit of a glimpse into him. So Nathaniel Drew, um, that's a brother who, he's from America. Mm. Um, but his heritage is, I think, is South America. Um, what he's done is, uh, like, over like six, seven years ago, 
he made like a YouTube video, or I think it was four or five, I'm not sure. He made a YouTube video, um, literally putting himself in front of a camera for like one of the first times saying, hey, this is me. I'm very anti, uh, like I'm very uh, anti-social or I'm not really good in front of the camera. I'm not yeah. that confident, but I'm starting a YouTube channel yeah. to push myself at my comfort zone to become that person that I want to be. Yeah. And ever since then, he's been growing so much to where he's traveled around the world. He's made big videos where he talks, he talks in multiple languages with his grandmother, his family. Um, he does, he does a lot of, um, what's the word? It's where, it's, it's those people that really just travel and they live in, um, outside their comfort zone. No, no, it's actual. It's actual place where you live. Uh, what's it called? Hostels. Yeah, he lives in hostels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he he's he's been doing this. He's been fortunate enough to live off what he's doing, For where sure. he travels and tells his stories and mm. his perspective. Mm. So I don't know. My whole my whole my whole life, I've always wanted to travel around the world. Um, sure. And I've been saying that since I was a kid. And yeah. GSR, bro. bro, please. Huh? Look at Ali's face. I've got another <laughs> face. There's a question. That's my guy. <laughs> right, like similar to that. So <laughs> I want to ask you. That's perfect opportunity for me to ask this question. So if you were to have the chance to live in another country, can't be Australia, can't be your motherland, where would you live? Uh, I have two, right? Okay. One I've already been to, and when I was there, it's Tokyo, right? Tokyo, Japan. I've been to Shibuya. Shibuya is beautiful, right? Mm. When I went, I only went for a week too, but I went before I was a film photographer. I went before I liked anime. Oh, mm, I did like anime, wow. but before I was even more of a fan of anime. Mm. So me loving that place when I was there, and then me now, the person that I am, that is one place I could see myself living. Not even in the city. I think I would, I would probably want to live in the out back, like probably far. The villages. Yeah, literally okay. like the temples that they had in the forests. Forests, yeah. sorry. It's like, I'm an anime guy. So I don't know if you know that Naruto, like <laughs> the area is called like <laughs> a village hidden in the leaves. Like I'm a, I'm a nerd right now, but that's... Hey, were you one of those kids that used to run with their heads at their back? That's a funny story. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> a, you know what's funny? In year two or three... Yeah. I was in my house and then Cartoon Network turned on, right? And yeah. then I see Naruto happening. It was I remember the exact episode. It was when Rock Lee was fighting Gara. That was uh. my first time ever <laughs> watching it. And I was like, bro, what was this? I was with my sister just, I think, annoying her. Yeah, yeah. And then I see some cartoon. I'm like, what's this? And I just see some guy going crazy. Like, he was just <laughs> going crazy. I was like, yo, this kid's going off. Yeah. So after watching that and getting used to it, because in, in, in the training exam, they would always do this thing where they run around each other before they fight. And yeah. obviously, it was like the Naruto run. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Bro, it was Christmas carols. Um, went to my primary school. I sat in the seats with my mates. And I said, yo, boys, let's go to the Oval. Yeah. Just run around. Yeah. And let's jab each other like Neji. <laughs> this is a character that's like Neji. He just jabs each Like, they just fight by jabbing each other. And these guys, obviously, they didn't know anime. Yeah. Bro, they looked at me like I was just a confused weird kid. kid yeah. that, like, bro, it's the Christmas carols. Let's just yeah. sing our part yeah. and go home. I was like, nah, I want to run around the oval. And then, yeah, ever since then, I, I watched Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, Bleach, like, and then, yeah, it, it keeps going. Sick, man. And what was the second one? Um, Second place? Oh, yeah. yeah. Switzerland. Switzerland. I've always oh. said, I've said it since I was like 12. I said it to my mom, like, yo, I want to go to Switzerland. Um, She told me, yeah, we have family there. And I was like, yeah, cool, but I want to go to Switzerland. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just want to see the mountains. I want to experience mm. it, you know? So like, true. I want to explore, like, the landscape and just the whole place. For sure. Some, some place near it as well is, like, Iceland. Yeah. yeah, Scandinavian countries, their 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 geographic is just mm. different. Photography. Oh, for yeah, filmmaking is just bro. That's bro. a movie. Iceland. You don't have to try. It's got one of the best ice caves, bro. I don't know if you've seen it, bro, but I've seen like like Iceland's um all their TikToks been coming up on my feed at the moment, mm. and these guys have been doing some like I don't know because of my scuba diving recently or something like that. Yeah, they've been mm. going underneath it, and all you see is basically like hollow like glass almost but it's basically just the ice caves mm. and people are just oh dipping way. underwater and all that kind of stuff that place is like scenery wise beautiful like mm. top 10 alarm mm. yeah so how just went the other boy hmm? uh, the, so how he the did other guy too. in our group he went 
Switzerland? Recently, yeah, No, yeah. he went to Iceland like, what, two weeks ago or something? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Three weeks yeah. ago, yeah, yeah. Why isn't he on the pod? I need to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some talk to him yeah. That's crazy, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Let's go. All right, one. so I got one more. Yeah. Okay. No, but wait, what's in Switzerland other than cheese and Roger Federer, though? Like, what, other than the mountains, Swiss, uh, Roger Federer and cheese. I didn't even know Roger Federer was from there. He's from, yeah, he's from there. Yeah, I didn't even know. Are you big into watches? Watches? Swiss. No, nah, I'm not a watch guy like that. I got an Apple Watch. Yeah. I got yeah. some watches from like when I was in Dubai, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a watch guy. Swiss I know Switzerland's a nice country there. Yeah. In general, yeah. Just scenery then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, it's just the scenery. I I want to have a time in my life where I don't have anything around me, and mm-hmm. I think Switzerland is probably one of those places where I can feel or see a lot of things mm-hmm. in one place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Um, I don't know when in my life this will happen. I don't know how it will happen too, um, but at least one time in my life, I want to go to a place. I have a mate who's done this, but he went to the coast of like some part in Asia where there was no internet. He went up the mountains mm. in that area mm. and he just spent two weeks there. Like his beard grew. He was just rough. Like proper movies, <laughs> like, you know? Uh, yeah. Proper, like, you, yeah, exactly. Like proper, like, and then he had, he had to like shower himself in the river Jeez. and the people that he stayed with didn't really speak English, but they knew soccer. soccer. And I want to be, I want to at least have six months or something like that where I just disappear. Like disconnected from the disappear. world. Disappear. And that's why, like, even myself, like, I kind of, like, I'm really, like, very cautious of what I do because when you make a decision, there's consequences that could be positive or negative. For mm. sure. I could make a decision to, for example, own a cat yeah. or a dog, right? Mm. Yeah. And, like, it's a p- there's po- obviously positive outcomes that ca- came from that. But now I'm attached to something. You know what I mean? If if I have kids, I'm attached to something. I can't do six months overseas. That's, sure. that's very selfish. Yeah. And we're, we're in the young ages right now where I'm in my young days where I can make those selfish decisions where it doesn't impact anyone else. Mm. So yeah. i got to figure out a time when that will happen, but inshallah I will. You're independent, okay, basically. And yeah. also, any idea where you might want to go? Because your friends went in Asia. Like, is there maybe a country they're like, hey, you know? To do what he did, but yeah, in my own disconnect way. disconnect from the world. Um, I'd probably say... One of the uh, Scandinavian uh, countries. Yeah, okay. so I think, like I said, you know Switzerland. I think yeah. so. You know there's actually places in Japan straight disconnected from the world. Oh, really? Yeah, you should actually look. There's a, this book here. Is, is it an actual rule or something? Taking a whole book out. So, this. Ikig- I've seen that book. I've seen that it's book. It's about the people that, like the longest living people in the world. And two of the really? places are in Japan. Like The average age is like 102. Yeah. And they're driving cars. That's but crazy. if you actually go there, some of these places, I can you love it. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm gonna go back to Japan, and when I do, I definitely want to have like a whole project ready for that because I don't want to waste opportunities and mm. document. Because I'm all about, like I said to you boys once, like I'm all about making, like living a full life. Yeah. Documenting your journey. Sure. And um, doing things your future self will think will thank. Yeah. That's my three things uh, I would say. Damn, I love yeah. that man. All about guys that. dropping gems before we start the app, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more though, one more icebreaker, yeah. Let's get so it. So, if you weren't born in your generation, so the nineties, when and where would you have liked to be born, and why? See, you know, I was thinking about that. Like, what era it was good for, like photography, black <laughs> people. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, what area? What era was like? Before like, like the ages, you know what I mean. I'll, that's what I'm trying to think. Like I was trying to think maybe the Roman eras. Like they, they have a lot but of. I don't think there was a time that was good for black. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like maybe the position I was in, if I was in that era, wouldn't have been the best, you know. Yeah. But um, honestly, like I think I might go back to if I had to, I might go back to um, like I wouldn't mind being a samurai, bro. 
I'm yeah. an anime guy, okay, bro. Big I'm anime, bro. Back in those, I'm putting mine chilling, you know, in Japan. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's yeah, kicking it in the mountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah get, have my little sword, kick back, take care uh, of the village. I, like <laughs> uh, I rate that. The, di- the difference is like back then you can actually invest your life in a skill like that. Here, with everyday life, you have to work. You know, back mm. then you can actually, I want to be a samurai. Mm. You That's can do true. it, make a living and life's good. Yeah. Now it's like I gotta work my nine to five and I gotta do that. Exactly, world's if different. You up, you know, mm, mm, in mm. that time, hundred percent. Mm. Yeah, that's actually very true. But at the same time, the job opportunities or like whatever cr- career paths there were, it wasn't it wasn't much. You know, mm. if you weren't physically built, you're gonna be a farmer. Yeah, I don't know the history. I need to educate myself more. But mm. from sure. the movies I've seen, you know, obviously yeah. there's it's obviously less. It's a good question. Mm. Though. When was a good time to be alive as a black person? Though? That's um, tough man, question. That's a, that's a question I need to figure <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, mm. probably now. Who knows? Yeah, the future's better. For everyone, I'd say go mm-hmm. willing, but definitely in the past, it obviously history. 100%. 100%. History I reckon we'll kick off the episode from there. Right, let's we're get it. We're gonna ask you, bro, um, and I'll probably touch on the point that you just made um, earlier on about the things that you live by. You know, the documenting things that you'd be happy in regards to your future self and stuff. Where did that sort of um, like that mindset develop from? Um, so the mindset of being someone that wants to develop, like consistently, As in, like the whole documenting thing. You know, because that's obviously a foreign thing to a lot of people that are listening now mm. and a lot of people that are not in that like content creating field. Um, so I just want to touch on that a little bit, you know? Yeah. Run uh, us back a little bit. I wouldn't say it's foreign as much now because TikTok's made, like I, um, for me personally, I think TikTok's one of the best apps that came out. Yeah. Obviously there's negatives that come out of it, but um, a lot of people have been able to express themselves, even their darkest, um, their darkest secrets. Like I've come across some guy who would express something that happened when he was 13 and he wouldn't speak about that probably to people around him in his area, but he talks about it on, on TikTok. As well as that, it's very easy for people to create memories. You just get a mashup of videos yeah. and then you put a sound and sure. they're going to auto-sync it for you. So that's what I mean. Like, I don't think it's very foreign anymore. It's very accessible and people are doing it. Like, they even recently, there's a trend about, like, an echo voice mm-hmm. for TikTok. Like, yeah. people who watch TikTok will know what I'm talking about. But it just makes the memory seem even more nostalgic. Uh, um, okay. Yeah, but for me, where I started from and where I've developed that, it, it was never, it wasn't always like that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, by the way, there's so many versions of me. Like, yeah. the people who watch this who've known me since I was younger, yeah. they're probably like, bro, I've seen so many different versions of this guy. And, like, it's crazy. Like, I've told you guys a little bit about it. But the identity side of it. The Sagali story. The story. Yeah, there's a lot, man. There's a lot. And I'm still going to change. And I, and I look forward for the future self of myself. Of me, sorry. But um, I would say it was when I came back from... When I came back from my last trip back home. Mm-hmm. I spent three months. Mm-hmm. Um, back home being... Uh, Ethiopia. Yeah, for sure. I, I stayed um, in Finfini or Addis Ababa. Mm-hmm. People might know. Um, but yeah, so I spent three months there with my family. I've been there a few times. My mom, my mom's always been strong about taking us overseas or experiencing different places. Yeah. Like we've traveled a bit. She's, she's taken me to South Africa, Japan, um, sure. Dubai. Um, I've been to the, like, obviously this is interstate, but I've been to Sydney and Gold Coast, like bare times. Like, yeah. right? So, uh, yeah, we came back from my last trip. Three months I spent there changed me, bro. Like I, there was so many things that happened. I started journaling. Um, that's when I just read my first ever book. I didn't like books for like two years after high school still. Like okay. even in high school, people around me or myself, we didn't yeah. really like reading books. Uh, me personally, I just didn't want to read a book. 100%. And then... Um, so when was this? A couple of years ago, was it? 2019. 2019. March, I came back. That's came when back. I came back from my sure. last trip back home. Mm. So that was the start of this version of me. 
right now. Like, that was the very beginning, and that was a beautiful t- time. Like, I wouldn't mind going back to that era when I had not much going on, mm. and I was figuring it out. I was a blank canvas, so yeah. that's when it started. That's when I started reading a book. That's when I started journaling. And, yeah, I w- uh, to keep it simple, that's that's when it started. Sure, but what was the switch that you flipped, though? So was it something you experienced back in um, back in Ethiopia, or was it when you came back, you're like, what the hell's going on with my life, you know? Okay. I would say this. I would say this. So my mom gave me a book. It's called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Riaz. And that book is the best book that has ever happened to my life, in my opinion. Sure. So far, that's the yeah. best book to me. She gave it to me six months before the trip, and I kept telling her, now nah, I'm good. I'll play four now. I'll play games type stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not interested in a book still. Sure. Even though like, I did uni, I was like, no, nah, I don't care. Um, I didn't read the book. She gave, she gave it to me in printed paper as well. It wasn't like the actual book itself. She's like, bro, trust me. Like, this is an amazing book. I just finished reading it. You yeah. will not regret Your it. Your mum is a reader. She is. She is. My mom's, okay. my mom's a lot of things, man. She's a free spirit. And, like, she's, she's, like, she's the best example of, like, a lot of things for me. So, like, she's the goat. But, um, yeah, so she gave me this book. I didn't want to read it at the start. I wasn't ready to read it. That's yeah. what I realized at the time. My, my, the way I was, my mindset wasn't ready to accept this. Even if I forced myself to read it, yeah. it wasn't going to sit with me. And I, I don't believe in coincidences as well. So it was meant to be. I read it when I was in Ethiopia. And ever since I read that book, that's when everything er, everything's triggered. Like That's when everything started. That's when I wanted to develop myself. That's when I wanted to learn. That's when I wanted to read. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's and in my, I, what happened was I got given a journal as well in Ethiopia but on the streets. Like they had like, in Ethiopia where everyone's trying to survive, everyone's trying to do something. So yeah. they had books, they had journals that they were giving out, right? Uh, my grandpa gave me a green one, which was like some like vintage or like old school journal. And the that plastic cover on it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's always been on the floor the whole day. Yeah, they need yeah. to protect <laughs> it, right? So that was my first journal, and then ever since then, I've already I've ran through like five or six journals so far. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm big about journaling. I'm yeah. really big right. about writing. Yeah. All right. Th- before we get into journaling, yeah. So the four laws of agreement. What stood out to you in that book? If you do remember, I know it was a couple of years ago. Every single part of that book will give you information that will help you. Okay. That book, it's very simple. It's only got four chapters. Ready? Okay. And I know o- off by heart. So it's um, it's by Don Miguel Riaz. That's by how the you way. know it's a good book. Yeah. By, the way. by Don Miguel Riaz, he's made two books in my life that I that have impacted me and everything that I do right now. And I look forward to meeting that guy too one day. Go willing. Um, but the first chapter is called "Be Impeccable with Your Word." Don't take things personally. Don't make assumptions, and try your best. So it's just four simple chapters. When I say that to you, right, it's a reminder as well. You're kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I shouldn't take things personally. I shouldn't assume, you know. But it goes into simple details mm. about how and why or, like, how you should look at it. And um, I would say out of all the chapters, I can't say which one's my favorite. I'll be real. The whole book sure. itself because it's very small mm. and it's very impactful. So that's what, like, triggered it, if that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that answers my question 100%. I remember when we first spoke about that and you mentioned that book to me, I was like, damn. I remember later on that night, we left after our conversation. I'm like, I swear Sagali said something that I didn't write down that I really wanted to. You know what I mean? But now that you reminded me, uh, shout that out was to that you. book? But I have to read that book, 100%. I promise you, for everyone that's watching this, uh, you won't regret it. Like, this is one of the best books, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I've come across people um, who've read it as well, and I've never had a negative, um, you know, fee- nev- negative feedback. Um, but like I've obviously I've obviously tried to put it on to people who are close to me, close friends or people yeah. who are close to me. But obviously they they weren't ready for it, mm. and it's all right. There will be a time, God willing, that they will be, or another mm. book will impact them or get to them in a certain way. I'm gonna touch on journaling and I'm gonna go deep because I want to hear how you Let's journal. Get into it, bro. Yeah. So, 
um, what do you like to do when you journal? Is there specific questions you ask yourself or do you literally, like what they say, like word vomit? Every single thought in your head, you write on paper. What's yeah. your structure? Bro, um, it started off as just word vomit, bro. Like literally, I didn't know how to journal. I didn't know what to write or how to write it, right? So my piece of advice, this is a take as well. Just start it, bro. Like just start writing something, even if it's ugly writing, if, if, if it doesn't make sense, just do it. Because you will start to create that muscle of how you want to do it. What do you like to do? What type of writing do you like to write? Um, some people will like to just journal their emotions throughout all their journals, right? Some people like to write affirmations. Some people like to write a goal. Some people r- like to write a letter to your future self, which I recommend. I've done that. In Same. one of my first journals, yeah. the, I bought a journal. Um, so basically, I got called by my school at Tiny a year after high school. And they called to check up on everyone. They did this with everyone at Tiny. Um, I'm pretty sure where they called everyone up and they say, "Hey, how are you going? It's been six months, or it's been a year. What are you doing now? You know." So um, they called me, and I wasn't the most motivated. We'll say that I wasn't the most motivated at school. There's been yeah, there's there's nah, that school like yeah. I just wasn't interested. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't re- like sure. I wasn't prepared. I just I mm-hmm. wasn't engaged. It didn't captivate me. Sure. So they called me and they're like, "Well, what are you doing now?" And obviously they knew my ATAR, my uh, my my ATAR, is it ATAR, yeah. ATAR, ATAR results? Yeah. yeah. I was trying to say my homie's name, but yeah, so they, they knew my results and they were like, oh, what are you doing now? And I said to them, yo, so I'm doing a diploma of business. And after this diploma, I'm going to go into international business. And that's what I thought I wanted to do. And like, oh, that's really cool. Would you be open to coming to um, where we do our year 11 camps at the end of the year where they where they we they talk about year twelve, they get a motivational speaker, and then they pre- prepare themselves for the next year. It's like, would you be open to come in and speak? And I said, yeah, why not? So I went, I spoke. Um, they gave me a voucher, and it was like a Kmart voucher for coming all the way. And they, and then what I did was I used that voucher to buy a Kmart journal before I went to back home. Mm. So that was my first journal. Okay. In twenty nineteen. Ha- yeah, in twenty nineteen. That was my first journal that I bought. I didn't touch that though. The first one I touched was the green one, like I said, back mm. in in Ethiopia. So I had that one there, but I didn't want to use it just yet. Mm. Anyways, um, that green journal I started using. And what I did was I would just write just affirmations. Um, I didn't know what else to write. So I just started with affirmations, my name, um, what I want to do, um, goals or things that I'm thinking about or just how I feel in this trip. Because at the same time, bro, back home, internet wasn't the most accessible. Yep. You know, we had to buy SIM cards or data and it would run out quick, bro. Yeah. Mm. So, um, One web page and it's gone, bro. Yeah, I exactly. I remember, bro. Exactly, bro. I'd refresh Snapchat and it's GG. Game like, over, that's bro. it. I can't even see. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the rest of the month gone yeah, from Snapchat, exactly, you know? Yeah. Your streak's gone. So, bro, all I had was my camera roll, my sister to annoy, and my family. Like, that, like mm. yeah, my family. So I had the journal. I had, I had a couple books. Um, and yeah, I started off like just writing affirmations. Do you like to journal at night or in the morning? I'm not really picky on that. There's been times in my life where I was good at doing it in the morning. Um, there's been times in my life where I would do it at night. Mm. But it's not really like sometimes where I've something that I've realized is if you try to like structure your life to Too the T, bro, yeah. like you're gonna you're gonna think you're a failure because you're not gonna do it by the T every single day. For sure. mm. You know what I mean? So. I just, it just, at back home, obviously, I just do it whenever I can, so. Yeah. Is that, like, your form of meditation as well? Like, kind of, like, letting your mind not be so stimulated all the time, like, compared to when you're on your phone? Yeah. Uh, not any, not not right now. Um, I tried different ways of journaling. 
journaling for me was to document my life. That's like I said, I want to document my life. And that was my medium or that Mm. was my way of doing it. Now it's through voice recordings. Now it's through um, recording myself while I'm I'm doing everything that Mm. I, I can at a certain angle. You look you look back on them? Um, I try not to, not yeah. yet. Um, okay. I've, there's so many things that I've done in the past, man. Like in 2017 or 16, before my second trip back home, um, what I did that whole year was everything that happened, good or bad, I'd write it in my notes. And it was kind of consuming. At, it was consuming at times, but that's one version of something. That's one way of how I documented mm. my life. I'd put photos in my notes. And then when I b- went back to Ethiopia, mm. I went through it. And I was like, oh my God, that actually happened. I remember yeah. when that happened. Good or bad, but you know, that's all about living a full life too. So that's that's kind of what I'm aligned with, you know. Hundred mm. percent. So do, you, do you reckon journaling has helped you be able to express yourself even better, or have you always been a person that be able to express yourself? Nah, man. Oh, bro. that's like I said. If you knew me back then, yeah, man. I so would. No, no. I'm gonna ask you right now. Okay, we didn't know you back then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I just met you today. <laughs> you just met me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, know, yeah. I know. I know. So who was the guy back then? <laughs> Chat to us, you know. Bro, there's so many versions, bro. Like the Naruto uh, kid, we know that. Yeah. What yeah. other kid? I, I wouldn't want to be Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. That's <laughs> over. You didn't want to be Mexican nah, nah, back nah. then, yeah. Nah. 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 I was on the soccer pitch the whole yeah, day. Yeah, nah. I wasn't. I wasn't a soccer guy, bro. I tried, but man, that that like the way I tried and the way it didn't work made sure. Like I made sure I'm not playing soccer, bro. I didn't like mm. soccer after that, but yeah. Um, bro, like like I said, there's so many different versions of me, man. Like sure. um, how about the last version right before? The transformation in 2019. Okay, before 2019, um, when I was, fi- when I, okay, so I finished high school, yep, graduated, got accepted to a d- do a diploma of business, mm-hmm. did it, it was it was so easy, I didn't do much, yeah. the teacher would try to give us answers, everyone else would help each other around, it was just a spot to socially, nah, RMIT, <laughs> yeah. RMIT, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, we would just take the piss, man. I met some random people, made friends with them someone i'm still cool with right now but that version of me was just about like going out playing basketball playing games with my mates on ps4 mm. um i wasn't interested in you know educating myself like that mm. um we would go out yeah. you know we would go out during the night yeah you know suss out the clubs have fun try that stuff out um and that was that was me i just really i was i was still very passionate about basketball at that time because yeah. that was mm. the only thing that i had going on so that w- that was the version of me back then, and um, yeah, that version was just you know I was kicked back and and but at the same time though I kept I always kept telling my mom like yo I want to do my I want to do a lot I want to be busy I want to be com- productive yeah yeah but I just didn't feel like I had much going on at the time. It's hard out of school to kind of know what you want to do. Like you want to be productive, you want to go make the most of your time, but you don't know what area of your life you actually want to do it. Yeah. You know? My take on my take on your first year after high school, I would say honestly, like bro, just take it easy, you know. Live like it up. Well, I live, it up. live it up. Yeah, 100%. If you want to go to uni, yeah. then do it. But if you if you don't feel like you're ne- you're you're unproductive or you're doing yourself injustice if you don't go to uni or if you're not trying to grind right now. Uh, I mean, obviously experience. But I just think don't stress like right now I'm 23, right? Yeah. And I know for a fact, like, my mindset is so, like, I wouldn't say immature, but there's still so much to gain. Like, I'm a baby right now. Like, yeah, I know I'm sure. young. And I'm like, there's still so much I need to learn, mm. right? Mm. And that's the same with um, 21 years from, like, after high school, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Mm. Like, mm. I know for a fact there's 26-year-olds who, there's a 26-year-old who I spoke to, like, a couple of weeks ago when he's like, how old are you? I'm like, I'm 23. He's like, Barry, you're so, like, you're so young. And the same way I say it to an 18-year-old like, is the same way, right? Yeah. So I kind of look at it as like a 30-year-old perspective. I know I'm going to be 31 day, inshallah, alive and well. Yeah. And I know for a fact I'm going to look back at when I was 24, 25, like, bro, you were so young. Mm. 
you're stressing about what you're gonna do and how much you're gonna get in this one day. For sure. So like my take is just take it easy. Like everything's working out for you. Watch Gary V. Like that guy. Some people don't like him, but in my <laughs> opinion, like he has some good takes. So you know, obviously don't don't be a, like don't just follow someone's perspective full on. Yeah. Take bits from everyone else and then create your own reality or create your own belief. You know what I mean? And how you want to operate. Enjoy the moment as well. You know, obviously, as you're hearing, he's pretty switched on. But I'm pretty sure he's the youngest guest we've had on. No way. Yeah, uh, now thinking about it. Because I'm listening to him talk and I'm like... How old is Amir? Same same age. Yeah, I think so. You tired. I'm just no gonna suck a story, so it's a bit different. That's why he came on, not because he switched on. That's he came crazy. I'm just alright, man. Maybe Samater. Samater came on because you switched on. So Ali, tell us a little bit about your um upbringing as well, bro. You know, I know you keep mentioning, you keep hinting like your mum shout out to her, she's the goat for real and all that kind of stuff. So maybe you want to touch on that a little bit. Um alright, so so I'll start off with my name. My name's Sagali. Yeah. Um, in my background, where I'm from, I'm from the land of Romeo. Yeah. And how they say it's Sagale. Yeah. And that means the voice. Sure. So the advocate, you know, the voice for the people. That's how my mom's always taught me yeah. to take my name on. And um, my mom's named my sister and me with names that have strong meaning, especially sure. for us. Now, I'm f- I was born back in fi- in the land of Finfine, yeah. which is people know as Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. Um, and my mom, her name has so much meaning with it too, right? But she, she's, she's, she's like, man, my mom's a legend, bro. Like, she's, she's a goat. Like, I remember I was speaking with you guys too. Like, who would you have on a podcast, mm. right? Out of everyone. Yeah. And I've said this to other friends as well. Like, I would have my mom sit with me with right, some bro. other goat. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Because, mm. bro, what she's, she's gonna have a book one day, inshallah. inshallah. Like her stories and how what she's gone through is unbelievable. And that's something that she will tell herself. You know, mm. I can only dabble on a little bit. But um, she's taught she's taught me and my sister how to be, uh, what's the word? She's taught us how to express ourselves and like just go out there. She's a free spirit, right? Mm. So um, she didn't like my upbringing. I'd say might be a bit different with you guys, yeah. or like I'm not sure how your upbringing was. Yeah. How, how how what would you describe your upbringing and w- like what area we, did you grow up in? I would say like schooling wise, I probably I went to like a more like white dominant school with just a couple of like like Somali families, this, that. And then probably high school is the complete opposite. But you know, the funny thing is though, so I grew up in an area full of Somali people, but I went to a school with not many Somali people. You know what I mean? Then high school was the opposite, where there wasn't enough white people, but there was a lot of Somali people. It's like mm. the complete opposite mm-hmm. type of thing. You know, so I was like, it was a, a linear upbringing. Do you know what I mean? I only went to one school, two schools basically, high school, um, and then primary school. Mm. But pretty linear, I'd say, you know? Yeah. What yeah. were yours? For me, it was like, um, till high school, that's when I was surrounded by people that looked like me. The whole, the ho- my whole upbringing, I wasn't around anyone that looked like me. Till um, year seven, year seven, yeah, year seven, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Year seven was when the first time I was in a in a school with black people like that, True. and I was just like, damn, like I was like, that's crazy to me, <laughs> like yo, there's, there's, black people there's more there. people, yeah, 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 there's more people <laughs> like me, yeah. Like my mom told me back back in the days when we would drive past Flem and people going or uh, walking out of the mosque. Apparently, I'd say, "Oh, this is Africa" or something like that, because I'd <laughs> rarely, I'd rarely see black people like dead ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but um, yeah, my upbringing was different. So, mom, I was born back home with my mom. We came here, then my my sister came, and then um, what happened was I grew up a little bit in the east, a little yeah. bit in the north. Yeah, dabbled kind of like mid, like west, like upper west, and then I 
for the rest of my for my rest the, for the rest of my life right now yeah. i've been um in the west yeah in the west so croydon was the east side area yeah, yeah. i remember that um school it was like red uniform primary school and then I grew up in um, Preston for yeah. a bit. Preston South Primary School is a school. Yeah, down the uh, road from me. That's the school that yeah, I went yeah. down the road from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I lived right near that school too. There's a funny story with that area too, man. I That, that area, man, like, <laughs> I still remember that. Even It's funny because that was kind of like a rough area at the time. And yeah. when me, my, me and my mom, we went, um, I'd say, like, last year. Yeah. We are talking about how, like, there, was there would always be police um, in that area. and that Because we lived in a courtyard. Yeah. One of our neighbors would always try to sell us burnt CDs and yeah. items that, like, I don't know how he found. He gave <laughs> us, like, a trampoline. He was just trying to sell. He was just trying He's to trying make bread. <laughs> He's trying to maintain. And then the Hustle up. Yeah, and then other neighbors was just always wilding. It was, it was drama. And, like, as I was saying that to her and we were talking about it, like, literally a police car was in that courtyard just doing roundabouts mm. and then leaving as we were going in. So um, grew up in Preston for a bit, and then um, we lived in Brooklyn, Brooklyn Footscray, that area for a bit, um, and then for after that, my mom took us to Werribee, and then yeah, so Werribee, right? I lived in Werribee. My mom put us at a school, at a house behind a school. For sure. This is what she said to me. She said, "Okay, look, there's two schools right now. There's one that's a bit far, mm -hmm. but there's people that are black in sure. that school. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. And then, oh, you can just go to the school right here." And you can just walk it and go to and, and go to the primary school. For sure. And she's like, "It's up to you." That's one thing that my mom's always done. She's like, it's literally like a friendship relationship. Like she always makes me pick my decisions, mm. educates me in a certain way, but lets me pick my decisions. Right? Yeah. Um, she's like, "You pick." And she was literally like down for whatever. She didn't care about if it was more convenient to go to the school down here or if sure. it was harder to go to the other school. She didn't care as long whatever I wanted to do. Whatever you're happy do. with, basically. I said, "Yo, let's just go to the school right here. I can walk it." I didn't yeah. care. I didn't think. I didn't think about it because I obviously I wasn't. I wasn't even around black people yet, so I didn't know like if that was gonna impact me yet. Hundred percent. So <laughs> I just said, "Yo, let me let's just go to the school right here." And then yeah, ever since then, um, till year seven, from all the primary schools I went to in the east, north, and west, was I was the only black kid, and everyone just kept grabbing my hair, touching it, feel, <laughs> yeah. saying it was like, "Oh, it feels like sheep hair." Yeah. I love your hair; it's fur. And yeah, I was literally it until year seven. Till year seven, and yeah, that's that's kind of what impacted me. But my mom's always, always, always made us try different things we did swimming we did tennis which i tried to do soccer soccer didn't work out um did acting yeah um you did acting yeah i did acting i did acting i could have went down that path you would have seen me on the tv having away nah. still can bro <laughs> <laughs> i still can was yeah. that your mom's impact or your decision making it was croydon bro i gotta <laughs> nah, nah, this, this, everything that i did because most of my life has been in Warby, but um yeah. Acting, I did it here, so in Werribee in the ends, not here, so it's in the north, but for sure, for um, sure. yeah, my it was. I think I can't remember if it was my mom's decision or me. I think I said I wanted to do it. Mm. I think I told her I want, I want to do acting, yeah, yeah. and I did it. And then, um, yeah, I did it for a couple of years. Um, the guy who was teaching me, like he he really believed in me. He actually wanted me to get an agent. I went to the city once to get an agent. I went to Williamstown, or oh, Williams, Williamstown. Um, there was an area in Williamstown where they taught other people as well, which was more specific. And I was actually gonna do it. Um, he's like, "Yo, like, there's not much black people who are actors and like um, modeling as well. Like, this is an opportunity. I think yeah. that you definitely um, can gain something sure. in. Um, it's up to you." And um, I think it was like in my later years, or like in my third or fourth year in acting, where I was like, "Nah, I'd, I probably don't want to do that anymore. I'd rather just kick it and do something else." Why did you? F you didn't like it anymore? It was just I think because my mom always made me do different things. I always had like an expiration date. In, in a certain way like I always wanted to go out yeah. like and it's well uh, it's also the fact that because 
I was always surrounded by people who weren't like me. I was I was always learnt to try new things out. Yeah. So I kind of was still in that motion. Sure. Um, it was at the end of year, s- year six when I kind of said, nah, I'd rather do something else. I was going to a different school. I had a close mate like who was, wi- who was friends with me since like year three till the end of year six who like we were like inseparable. Sure. And um, we went to di- two different high schools and I think that's the biggest change that happened with me as well because I wanted to go to an another all-white school um yeah. with him because yeah, like yeah. i was I, I i didn't i was still not around black people so yeah. i wanted to go to this, uh, this other school called beck smash where there was i didn't even think there was any black people at the sure, time sure. um they didn't accept me when i tried to do the test i failed so i ended up going to the school which my primary school was kind of connected to yeah, yeah. which was where it be secondary yeah yeah which was the best decision in my life to be honest out of the schools for so sure is it because of the people you met is it the environment 100 percent. yeah it was the environment man it was a bit it was exposing to a lot of things. Obviously, uh, I saw a lot of things in year... S- a lot of people would see a lot of things in year seven. Yeah. Because you're in high school now. You're going to see year 10, year 11, 12s, and you're going to see what they do. Where we had a lot of different areas where some of the kids would be, you know, a bit more mischief, and there was a lot more fights, and, you know. But there was a lot more people that looked like me, too. So, I was I was cool. Like, it was like, oh, okay, sweet. I'm around these type of people now. Sure. So, that's, that's, when I, that's when I started to figure out myself a bit more. I didn't even ask my mom questions about my background at the time. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm African or I'm just black. Like yeah, I never yeah. I, n- I was never interested until like high school. I was like, oh, wait, wait, Somali? Yeah. You're Somali? Like, yeah. oh, okay, mm-hmm. cool. What are you? He's like, oh, I'm from Kenya. He's like, all right, cool. What's that? I didn't really know <laughs> much about that stuff, you know? So you just in Africa, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> like we're black. Like Imagine you met someone back in the days and you said that. Yeah. I'm Somali, where are you from? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like my mom told me, like, oh, you're from you're from here, and I, s- mm. I would say that, but I didn't know where like what's the much about it, even though mm. we've been there already. Mm. I just wasn't interested because there wasn't much people around me like For that. Sure. So you never had to explain it before. Never had to yeah. explain it. And people weren't maybe people weren't as interested. Like they just said, Oh, that's cool, like you know what I mean? But high school, yeah, man. Like, high school was a big change. Primary yeah. school, prim- my bad. Primary school was, like, yeah. it wasn't bad. Um, there were obviously challenges that I faced, you know. Sure. Obviously, there was racism at school on the P- on the PS, you know, PS3. Yeah. Like, kids at school would, um, you know, obviously, be, you know, have yeah. a certain have a certain agenda with me for, for no sure, reason. For sure, for and sure. that, that built character. But, yeah, that, that, was, that was me. That was me. And how did you deal with that, though? Like, obviously, because you're growing up in a white environment. You don't really have anyone to turn to. You don't have. I'm guessing your best mates are white as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how would you, you deal with that back then? I don't know, but I just kick it like I. Yeah? I keep it pushing. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, there's not much I could do at the time. Sure. Obviously, there was times where I did fight, mm-hmm. like the like not physically fight, but yeah. there was times where I fought back. I did. There was in- one incident where one kid was being racist, and um, it was right behind the dog, the the gate where I would walk from my house. And he lived like kind of like on the same street as me. Yeah. So my house is here. The school is there. And his house is all the way down there. And like he was just being, I don't know, he was just being like, he was just being rude, you know. I throw a rock at him. It hit like in the middle of his head, right? <laughs> yeah. He he was chasing me. This is a big ass boy too. I was like, what, yeah. grade three. He was year six. That's, that was a giant to me back then. Yeah. He was chasing me. I thought he was after me. And then I ran to my house and he just kept running. And he was crying. And then he came with his mom. And then his mom found out. I think he was being racist or whatever it yeah. was, or maybe she didn't care. I don't know, man. That was the that was back then. I gotta ask my mom about that. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I was just always hanging around this one mate. Shout out to him, Matt Packer. We're not close as much anymore. Yes, yeah, sure. that guy's the go. We have so much history. Like yeah. he was with me. Like he was my first like proper best friend. For sure. And like I, the, like I'll always have love for this guy. Like that guy right there. Yeah, he he put me onto a lot of things. So um, yeah, that w- that was my only friend at the time. Sure, that yeah. type of friend where you sleep over different houses. This but every every weekend, Friday yeah. after school till Sunday, I would be at his house. Mm. His mum would make a feast, 
like a massive Aussie feast, yeah. and like I would just munch on it and just kick it, play play games with him, watch movie. He put me onto Harry Potter. Ever since then, I haven't looked back. I'm a Harry Potter fiend now. Like, yeah, you this know guy's I mean? a big Harry Potter yeah. fan. Have you, well. you seen the Cursed Child? Yeah, yeah uh, I'm watching time. it. I'm watching it in two weeks, I think. Both in a day or different days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My homie. It was unbelievable. It's better yeah. to do it two days? The two no, day no, one? we went one day, but just, it was an unbelievable experience. It was first time to the theatre as well. Oh, really? I think, like, properly. We went to the Lion King and something else a couple of years ago, but because you kind of, you watch the Lion King, so it's not that deep, mm-hmm. but the Cursed Child, I didn't read the book. So yeah, yeah, Have yeah. you read the book? Nah, but I know a bit about it, how um, that's Voldemort's daughter. And um, it talks about how she can shape, sh- like she can shape shift. Spoiler alert! It's been out for that long. We'll, we'll bad luck. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's ending. It's ending this March and March. So if you haven't seen us, yes, but uh, nah. But yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Even though I know about it, I'm excited mm. to watch it. You enjoy it, bro. Yeah, that's interesting, sure. man. Because it seems like over the years, like even th- that's obviously talking about the schooling years. You're exposed to so many different cultures and people. Is that? Would you say? The inspiration for location started from meeting different people and wanting to meet even more? Uh, okay, I would say this, definitely. I would say this. Because I was in environments where it was just me and there was no one I could like sit back with and be like, yo, I'm comfortable having my culture and just kicking back and doing that. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm cool being Ottoman, hanging out with my Ottoman friends or, you know what I mean? My East African friends or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Because I was in a position where I wasn't around anyone else. Yeah. I had to, yo, hey, how you going? My name's Sigali. Sure. Yo, hey, how you going? My name's Sigali. What do mm. you do? Oh, that's dope. Oh, you you watch this, you watch mm. that. So I've kind of assimilated to their environment, you know what I mean? Mm. That's why, like, I didn't listen to, like, rap until, like, the end of year six, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I didn't know much about that. I wasn't interested. My mom obviously put me onto like, the, yeah. you know, the, the bangers, like, Destiny Childs, yeah, yeah, R. Yeah. Kelly, So what Asha. were we listening to before that, Shannon what <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to back then wasn't, wasn't something you would have heard. It's like oh, okay. there was the obviously there was the standard rock f- like uh, Foo Fighters, John yeah, Bon Jovi, yeah. um, ACDC. Nah, bro, ACDC. <laughs> I never, I never knew they were from Australia too. They were. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. apparently they're from Australia. I, don't know, I just hear Matt Packer, and then that's all I hear. So um, <laughs> shout out, shout out, Matt, bro. But yeah, that was him, right? Yeah. Anime put me onto heavy metal. Like, anime put me oh, on wow. heavy metal because I watched YouTube AMVs. Yeah. Anime music videos. Yeah. Linkin Park is my all-time goat. Uh, R.I.P. to the, the leading singer yeah, yeah. who committed suicide. Um, but uh, Linkin Park is my all-time. I can still listen to them till this day. But there was obviously the. This is a bit more like deep. I don't know if people would hear would have heard of this one, but Systems of Down, um, Drowning Pool. Nah, it's gone over um, Three, <laughs> I think, so, uh, Three Days Grace. Three if days doesn't know it, then no one. Yeah, yeah. yeah our audience isn't going to know it. You've seen AMVs though, no, right? How are you going to know heavy metal though? Is this heavy metal, yeah? You don't watch AMVs? Yeah, heavy metal. Yeah, see, AMVs was my thing. AMVs is what got me to other um, animes like Bleach. I watched an AMV about Grimjaw, and if, if you watch anime, you know what I'm talking for about. For sure, for sure. So, yeah, I, that was me. And then um, that was Matt, right? Like, I was hanging with my homie Matt. And then f- till the end of high school, like, the, we were real to primary school, we were really close. We were like inseparable. We wanted to. Bro, like when we uh, um were applying for school captains, like we were both like those kids that wanted to be leaders, and you know, True. like oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Like, okay, oh, like we were trying to be good role models. You know what I mean? Sure. Bro, parents would come up to me and say, "You look like Obama." Like, bro, what, <laughs> what type of shit is that? Just because I got yeah, <laughs> short hair, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I took that on. And I was like, "Yeah, bet I'm gonna be Obama. I'm gonna be a leader." And it's only because you're the only black. <laughs> yeah, that's what school. I'm saying. And that's the first president. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We have someone like it, but nah. So. Um, when we applied for school captains, he got it, and um, I, w- I didn't want to be. A, I didn't think I'd applied for school sports captain, but 
They were, that was the only two roles, right? School captain, oh. and sports captain. But because we were so like close, yeah, and like we were inseparable, and we we're like basically the same people. They're like, oh, we're gonna create a new role called school council leader, sure. where like you, it's kind of like, and you know who they go? They got the the closest other ethnic person, this Filipino girl. <laughs> they're like, you guys are the, the male and female school council leaders. You guys have meetings every Thursday. They in pull the out the diversity cast. Yeah, yeah, they try to pull it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can imagine it's like a United Nations meeting. It's only them two. <laughs> yeah, so that is, that's that's what it was. And then we were like, bro, we wanted to do. We we're big fans of Hamish and Andy. We wanted to do a radio show at the school. Oh, podcast yeah. before a podcast even yeah, started. Yeah, we wanted to do a podcast before there was even podcasts. That's they didn't want us to do it. They didn't say they didn't think that it would have been good, or yeah. they didn't. I don't know why, but it didn't end up happening. But that as we wanted to do so much together. But and then at the end of high school, because when I did acting, I hanged out with this other guy who, um, sure. whose name was Jake, sure. and he was like blacker than me, bro. That yeah. guy, yeah. he put me on the ASAP Rocky, <laughs> his first mixtape. He's like, yo. In, in a couple years This guy's gonna blow up I said Bro who's this guy With these braids Like I've, I've never had braids In my life Why is this guy Having braids Like who is this guy Put me on the ASAP Put me on to Tupac Eminem 50 Cent And then that's when I started um, Listening to their Mixtapes or albums You yeah. know Like I would always be On my computer Playing Minecraft And I'll put a mixtape Or an album In the background And just play Minecraft I And I was like Oh this is cool Yeah Tupac's nice yeah. yeah I like that I like that And then that's when I started figuring it out And then high school started And then I was around Other black people and Yeah then, exactly You know And you're in your zone Basically Slowly but surely Year 7, year 8 I was still kind of Like on that side still mm. um, Year 9 is when I started To really actually Hang out with like Kids like you know, I hang the first type of black people I hanged out with was Somalians, and then yeah. you know those those boys were like obviously like shout out to them. Yeah, yeah, they were teaching me um a lot that a lot of things that I didn't know. That you know, I mean, I was like that's when I started to like go to the mosques more often. You know what I mean? That's when I started understanding a lot more about my religion as well yeah, sure. and who I am. For so sure. shout out to them. They were the first group. Uh, that's shout out to them. I want to touch back on locationists because that's where it started. So yeah, my bad. I think I, I you're chatting. <laughs> no, no, yeah. It's you, always coming around. You got to explain like you had a experience of meeting new people all the time. And you kind of had to always build connections with people. Where was the vision for locationists? Like where and when did it start? So locationists started off not as locationists. I didn't even have the idea of locationist even or the name of it even after I started doing it. Um, what happened was, um, like like I said, I came back from a three-month trip. I had nothing going on. I only had basketball. And I saw a quote that kept on popping up through different platforms on Instagram. Create a hobby that keeps you creative. Create a hobby that keeps you fit. Create a hobby that uh, makes you money. I didn't have a job at the time, but I kept writing in my journal. I'm going to have an amazing job, a job that's going to pay me well. Um, and then... Um, I did like a little project in high school, which was like a magazine in which I took photos of, um, or I had photos of my friends. And what I did was like in the catalog, I would have like, for example, 10 photos of Welly, 10 photos of Ali, 10 photos of you. And I would have like at the top of it, your favorite album. Yeah. Like I'd ask you, what's your favorite album? And then when it sees like the catalog of Welly, it'd be like, oh, what's your favorite album? Tell me. Wow, you're putting me on the spot here, bro. Or what's an album that you, you, you can always listen to? Honestly, at the moment, I'm on a Brent Fayez wave. Yeah. I'm on that toxic wave at the yeah, moment. Yeah, done, done, done. See? So he would have what? What's the album cover? Uh, is it? Uh, um, it's the one with trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that title. Portrait of him. Yeah, I would have that title um, in front of his photo, right? And then throughout the photos, it would be a track from from um, the album. Mm. And then around it would be lyrics from that track that yeah. he liked the most. And then at school, we had like a... Um, what's it called? Like an arts day at the after school, and what people would do is like they would come from out of school and they would have like get given stickers, 
and then um they would like put it on their favorite artwork i'm not gonna lie i got a, i got a couple uh, stickers on mine so i yeah. thought yo that was a dope idea let me so do something again 100%. so i wanted to do that and at the time i just kept watching uh, i kept reading humans of new york on instagram yeah. by brandon Stanton. nobody nobody really knows who the who's the person behind it do you know who, who the no, person was i've got no idea yeah brandon Stanton, bro he's he's a, he's a good guy he was the one that created humans of new york so i, would, I was very inspired by um that platform Humans of New York. Yeah, yeah, Humans of New York. Shout out to him. I look forward to meeting that guy too. Sure. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to do something similar. So I was like, you know what? Let me just go up to people who are kind of similar to me mm. where I can have a conversation and put it in a, in a little magazine. Mm. And then um, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, yeah, why not? And then I had a discussion with my friend who run, ran events. He's like, yo, look, the reason why people come to my events is not because like the event or the sound's good because everyone can play the sound. It's because they see my face consistently. They trust me. That's why they want to come to my event because they see me like, oh, this he's running. I know this type of guy. Let me go to him. So he's like, why don't you just create like, you know, a couple stories or whatever you do. What He didn't know much about the idea as well. He's like, why don't you just put more of it before you release the magazine? So I was like, all right, cool. So I was like, you know what? Let me do, let me run an Instagram where I kind of go up to the people who are similar like me, like at unis or whatever it is. And um, just put out their stories here and there. And then I release a magazine. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I didn't want to just put a magazine and everyone just says, oh, you oh, you killed that, bro. That's dope. You know what I mean? People would obviously show love and, and actually enjoy it. But I wanted something that really, like, inspired something or, like, really triggered something in you. Mm. So that's where it started. I, uh, I, I told myself, I'm just going to go up to random people. Yeah. Um, see how I go. Mm. Sure. I was mad nervous. Yeah. And at the time, because I didn't have a job, I did a lot of volunteer work. So my first, the first time I interviewed someone was at June 22nd. Um, mid year 2019. It was yeah. the same day as the um the North Sud- Sudanese uh, protest. Okay. You know how everyone was um having the blue DP. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. protest. Uh, yep, 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 mm. yep. So at that morning, I got a Flinders station because I was doing volunteer work while I was just taking chairs out and cleaning up a venue at the festival hall. Yeah. On my way to it, I had my camera at the time. Sure. I didn't know. I didn't know much about cameras too. I just bought a film camera. Yeah. I just bought a random film camera that sure. I thought would work. Yeah. Brought that camera. I was like, you maybe t- today's the day I'll go up to someone. Got got out of Flinders Station, was walking. I saw a group of boys at the corner of the lights at Flinders Street. I was like, yeah, why not? Just do it. Get it. Went up to them, buckling like crazy, didn't know sure. what to say. <laughs> like, yo, boys, like, how you guys going? Um, my name's this. Like, uh, this I'm doing this thing, this project I just started where, like, I go up to random people. I'm mumbling at the same time. I'm saying things at a lower turn up for some yeah. moments. Guys, the, guy, the guys were really cool. And the funny thing is, those three guys, what they were actually doing was, they were going up to homeless people. One of them was sleeping in the streets, and the other one, would do- the others were documenting him. There's so okay. three of them, right? Sure. The other two were documenting him as he was sleeping in the streets, and he would have conversations with them. Like so as in, like document as in videoing him. Yeah. So he would ask these homeless people, "Oh, why are you homeless? Or how is it like?" Right. So he he ca- they were very welcoming. They're like, "Oh, so you're doing something similar to us? You know, we're going up to random people. Sure. It's like, yo, ask us questions." So they were very welcoming. They made wow. it easy for me. What are the chances, yeah. man? The chances, yeah. Um, we had a conversation. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know the ethics of it all. I didn't know how to start a conversation, how to end a conversation, how to keep a conversation going. I didn't know what to ask exactly. Um, but I managed to get something out of that conversation. Took some photos. Uh, and if you, s- and like those photos, those, that story hasn't came out yet. Because mm. I didn't know what, like the layout of location is now to the layout that I had back then. Is different. Bro, the day I figured out the layout that I was gonna do for locations, I jumped out of my desk and I was just hyping myself up. I was telling myself <laughs> like, yo, I'm I'm a gangster for this because yeah. this layout is too good. You're right. Because I wanted to tackle the um 
the challenge of engaging and reading in Instagram because Instagram sure. is a is a fast paced, fast processed platform. Mm. People do not want to read too long. Yeah. And Humans of New York was amazing, right? But when he had long bio like captions, yeah, and the story People was long, I'm like, yo. Am I ready for that? Like, for nah, sure. I'll probably pass that. So the way I wanted to do location is where you can slide it and you're reading it at the same time. So it's actually like a magazine. For sure. You know what I mean? So that was the first story. And then from ever since then, like for two years, it's almost been two years now. Yeah, yeah. A year and a half. Um, I was I saw I released stories every single week from one to seven. Mm. Um, and, and, w- and, and shout out to you, bro. One thing that I realized, like I've been following for like the last two years. And when you first started it, well, I'm not, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I was like, what the hell is this? You know, because obviously I've seen the humans of New York side of it all. But yeah. like in the, in the sense that like, why am I going to read a person's story and just their face type of thing? And then the more stories that came out, I started to love this concept of, I don't know if you do this thing where do you ever go to the city randomly and just go people watching. Bro, I do that all the time. Bro, it is one of the best things. So I just thought to myself, damn, this guy low-key created a, like a median where he put that on social media type of thing where instead of me going out into the city or going out to a random place into a shopping center and just sitting and watching a random person you should try this one day like randomly maybe even like on new year's or something like that yeah where you just stop for a second and just look at everyone and you just realize like shit everyone's living like some sort of life right now that's different to me type of thing you know mm. and then going back to the whole thing kudos to you one thing i realized is that and it's hard in the content creating field yeah where people are not consistent with the craft that they do yeah, a lot of people, they go, oh, damn, like, I like doing this type of thing. They'll create video, podcasting and whatnot, you know. But the hardest thing about all of this is consistently, week in, week out, actually uploading a video. I don't know if you realize, but we also have a similar post date as well. You post every Sunday night, yeah? I'm not wrong. And a Monday night. Was it Sunday or Monday so night? So, I would do the promo for the next story on Sundays. Yeah. Or I started recently putting videos on, on the Sundays. Monday. And then the stories would come out. On um, the Monday, you're right. Yeah, because yeah. we do the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. I noticed. We yeah. post our snippets <laughs> on the Sunday night, and I'm like, let's see if Sagali still got one out this week. Every week, you're you're still there, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm shout out to you about that. You know what I mean? All right, bro. I'm I'm in the race, bro. Don't worry now, but yeah, thank you, bro. It's like, it's it's not easy sometimes. Um, being consistent mm. to like literally not miss a week for sure. From the moment I started putting out stories, um, for the amount of time I've been doing this. Sometimes it's been weeks where it's been challenging, especially around the time of shoot to shoot. Like that was, that was really challenging for me. That was extremely challenging because, yeah. like, you, you saw shoot to shoot. You know yeah. the the amount of work that it took to make that day happen. For sure, that's a, that's another conversation. But yeah, with the consistency, I've I've been blessed to be able to do that. You know, for sure, it's just about my work ethic. Like, bro, like I've been I've spent days like people people ask as well. Like people people ask, they don't know, but I spent like six to eight hours walking up and down the city. Mm. Um, doing what I do and t- to kind of like give like the viewers an idea of what it is I do uh, what I do is I spend six to eight hours walking up and down the city and what I do is I approach a complete stranger and I ask them if they're open to be a part of a um, a candid conversation with myself where I would ask two or three simple conversations mm. and in those conversations that's where the co- that's where it will lead to. That's where we'll see where it goes. Mm. And what comes out of these conversations, man, is unbelievable stories. It's stories where people are literally yeah. telling me their deepest, darkest secret, wh- For sure. which mm. they haven't said to their own friends. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like they they express something that they haven't expressed to anyone else, sure. or a perspective that they have on something, or um, how their day is going, or what they want to do, or what they have done. You know For what sure. I mean? And to me, that is crazy. It's like unbelievable that someone's open to this type of engagement with themselves. And I've had a lot of people come up to me or message me after say, hey, 
bro, I've never, I've never got the chance to express that. I didn't know my story was like this, or I never knew that it, it was. This is how it really went down. I never sure. got the chance to process it. You know. Yeah. Thank you, and I and I tell them thank you. Like it's an exchange. It's not just one thing where I'm coming up yeah, to you and I'm getting a story out of you. They're being just as as honest as they are to to me. I'm just as honest as I am to them. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like I'm telling them about my life that I may, I probably haven't told to my friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? I had I have issues that I want to express as well that they they can relate to. Yeah. And they're like you, and they could bounce off that. And that's it's just a conversation. Mm. 100%. So I could I can ramble on, but just to keep it simple, like I love, like I generally, like I generally love what I do, and I want to not just do this for Melbourne, I want to do this around Australia, and I, and I look forward for when I do this around the world too. Inshallah. Can't wait to see it all, man. Yeah, man. I'm you know what the crazy thing is as well, like we forget as well with people's life because we're so invested in our own with like everything that's going on, life's going so quick that some people don't even get the opportunity to even speak to someone else. Like some people are actually lonely out there. We don't realize that because we're so we're too invested in our own lives. Yeah, that's so actually a great like opportunity you're giving to people, you're giving them a voice. Hundred percent. That's another thing as well. Like the ma- the the um the what would be the word, just like you know the main or normal media. Yeah. There's a process for you to be in front of their camera. There's a process sure. for you to be in front of their platform. Mm. You may you might have to have a solid story. You might have to have like controversy or like conflict within your life that they will want to catch. You know what I mean? And then promote it. Um, my platform is a platform where a complete stranger gets to talk about their story without going through all of that, gets to have a voice. And that goes back to my name. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, again, like my mom blessed me with this name. Like, yeah. and, and actually my name back home isn't, isn't that very common. It's very rare. I got told recently that my name actually gets bullied. People get bullied to have my name because wow. back home, like most, like people with Oromo names are challenged yeah. because of their name. Sure, um, sure. and obviously like there's people who actually name their child, with a different name, with a like a like an Amara name, because yeah. in the system it, they, they may gain that support. So sure. people who are named my name or my sister's name or mum's name or other similar names that that are very you know um, righteous or they you know they're, they're speaking out. Yeah. You know it's a it's a it's a symbol. Yeah. Um, those names are very rare and they get bullied. Sure. So like for me, my name means the voice, and what I'm doing is it's similar. Like locationist is doing that. You know, it's mm. giving people a voice, and that's why like I don't I don't see why I'm not gonna do this for everything happens for a reason. For every I don't believe in co- coincidences. Yeah, yeah exactly, no. man. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You know when you said at the start like people say. Because you can't, you, your name actually isn't Sagali, it's Sagale, yeah? Yeah. Um, how do you like it to be pronounced? Do you care when people say like Sagali? Or it's like, is you don't face by it? Just don't call me Sagal, bro. Sagal, yeah. Or Steven Sagal. Okay. I got dragged, bro, my whole life. <laughs> Primary school was Steven Sagal. Steven Sagal. And then when I hanged out with um, the Somali boys. Yeah, what they call it? They call me, yo, is your name Sagal or Sagali? And then I said Sagali. And it's like, oh, okay, good. Because Sagal's a girl's name. You know oh, what I mean? yeah, you, it is, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. Like, bro, that's I got a typical Swahili girl's name. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So, mm. like, I got dragged for having for being like people call me Sagal or yeah. Steven Sagal. Yeah. The Aussies would call me that. The Australians Sagal. love shorter yeah, names. Yeah, Steven Sagal. Only one e off your name as well. <laughs> that's you know? what I'm saying. So I don't mind as long as you can call me Sagali. Yeah. Um, mm. People who call me Sagali, like, I, I, I don't mind that. Actually, I rate that because you can say it. You say it the way that it's it's said back home. Exactly, mm. exactly. So. Only ask that because, like, I know for me when I was transitioning out of school from. Like going from year twelve into like university, my name like the full way that it's spelt. There's like a white way of saying it, and there's like a Somali way of saying it, like my mother's tongue. You know what I mean? So I remember the first thing that I did coming straight out of university was change it to the way that my mum actually says it, because I went through like thirteen years of like people butchering my name. You know what I mean? I'm like, I bet. Like now I'm an adult. Now I'm gonna go out into yeah, the world. Facts. I'm not gonna have another uni lecture yes, say my name in the wrong manner. You know what facts, I mean? Facts. Yeah. And it's only one letter. But then to me, <laughs> it means the world to me type of thing. Nah, you know? exactly. So identity has a big impact on your... Identity is I want to know, so 
of course, you're impacting a lot of people by you know sharing their stories and that. But how much has it impacted you as an individual over time, from day one till now? I guess. Man, there's so many things that I've gained from these conversations and the people that I've met. Man, like I've interviewed over like 150 people, right? I've approached, okay, I've wow. approached well, I've approached well over that too. Can you tell me also your rejection rate. Oh man. It it depends, man. Like it just depends on everyone's mood on the day. We find out at the end of the day. Like okay, yeah, so true. I was fifty percent today. Oh yeah, yeah maybe yeah, today yeah. was five percent. Look, there's been days where I remember this one specific day where I spent like seven hours, six to seven hours walking up and down the city. This was during winter, right? Sure. So the sun would set earlier. So I went like I don't know, like wha- like eleven o'clock or whatever, right? And I would spend until the sun set, which was not that long yeah, after like that, five right? O'clock. Yeah going up to people all day. Like, I was literally approaching everyone all day and I only got one story. Take the train back, write that story up, and that was it. But that story was amazing to me. My rejection rate, can it it changes. I've had days, like I said, like, I'm rejected all day. I've had times where I remember one one specific moment where there was, like, a little pond and there was multiple seats all around that pond. I remember I walked up to the first person and as I approached someone, people around can hear, right? So I approached them, I said, hey, how you going? Um, my name's Sagali. Um, you know, this is what I do. Would you be open to be a part of this? You know, um, obviously that was that's how I said it back then. I've improved so many. I've learned so many things of how I approach someone. You know, don't hold a camera when you're going up to someone. Um, have it in your bag because people already have this idea that you're trying to gain something from, or you're trying to take a photo, document them in a certain way, and they're already naturally trying to reject that. Um, and just the way I approach myself, you know, be be more charismatic, be like, oh, you're probably wondering who's this random guy coming up to you right now. And then, you know, sometimes that makes people laugh. Sometimes they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. What do you want still? But <laughs> my rejection rate really depends. Yeah, but going back to that story, sorry. I went up to that first person. I got a straight no, straight no, straight no. And then for the other three people that are around that pond, they just rejected me. It was like a chain effect. It was like a trend at that stage, you know? Damn. The last guy at the end was so excited for me. He was like, yeah. I can't wait to reject this guy yeah, too. Yeah, I'm going to be just like everyone else in that point. <laughs> <laughs> one more big note. Yeah, one more big note. I was smiling. I was like, bro, it's cool. Like, Do you it feel defeated after that? Nah, bro. Like, it's cool. Like, I don't mind. Like, yeah. it's whatever. It builds character. Sure, there was sure. obviously times where I'm like, bro. Because st- there's still days, man, when I wake up with anxiety. Like, my body is actually full of anxiety. Yeah. And, I, and so one of my friends uh, spoke about this once at dinner yeah. when we were eating. Um, and he was like, bro, do you ever just wake up with anxiety? And that triggered a memory because it's been, and it still happens sometimes where like yeah. I wake up and I told myself, yeah, today's the day I'm going to go back to the city and do what I do. But my body's like full of anxiety. Like I'm, what's the point sometimes going up to people and just getting rejected? Because there's been times where uh, I'd go straight no. And that no would really hit sometimes. True. Yep. Um, but again, a bit, a bit of character for me. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, man, like. Does that no put like a doubt in your craft or is it like. What's that no do to you? I'm not going to lie. There's been times where, yeah. and like, bro, this is another thing. Like, if you ever see someone who's successful and you think they're just built different, yeah. like, bro, they're built because they f- they fought against their doubt or the words that are yeah. coming out, like, coming in their head, right? Yeah. For me, like, I would get a rejection, right? And I'd be like, all right, I think I should just go home today, you know? Yeah. Or I should just get, a f- like, get some food, just go home, and then that's it. Procrastinate. You know, yeah. like, oh, I don't need yeah. to go in the city today. I already have this amount of stories. I could just go home, and then, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But... I've never actually had a day, and, I, and I'm very grateful for this, I've never had a day where I got rejected and I just went straight home. Like, mm. every time I was faced with that, where I really wanted to go home because yeah. of anxiety, because of every all my emotions, and because maybe people aren't really saying yes to me right now, sure. I've always said, I'm going to I'm gonna go up to someone. Like, I'm going to have a conversation, yeah. you know what I mean? Obviously, with, like, consent and with, like, with someone else obviously being welcome to it. But, yeah, I haven't had a day where I haven't had a story, at least one. 
Um, I want to go back to what Ali said because I interrupted his question. But the benefit a lot of the time is more on you than what they gain. Yeah. You say that? Yeah. Uh, b- I benefit more than them. Yeah, like a lot of the time because of the character <laughs> development, you're saying now that you're getting, you know, every single day getting rejected, meeting new people, improving your pitch. Yeah. Look, long term, from the start till now, I've gained a lot, 100%. But if we're talking about what I've gained from a one-on-one conversation, that's it, looking mm. at how much I've gained and how much they've gained, I would say it's equal. But long term, yes, I've definitely gained so much, man. I've, I've built so much character myself. I, I actually, I look forward sometimes to being creative with how I'm going to speak to someone just to see their reaction, like mm. push that little boundary, you know, like, sure. you say something where it's like someone might be like, oh, you're weird for that. Yeah, or like yeah. you're tweaking or, you 100%. know what I mean? But I say obviously in a way where it's like I'm trying to just take the joke or I'm just seeing how the conversation will go. Um, so I've built that confidence, you know, I've mm. built that, that that strong confidence. Is there this. something that made you build stronger skin or thicker skin? Someone? Like something that happened. Like maybe because a lot of times people will be like, they might not swear at you, but maybe there is encounters that that happened. Yeah. But then how did you build thick skin? Is there something that happened? Yeah, yeah. I've had people tell me just F off, like off rip. Like I, oh I approached well. this one person. <laughs> I literally, you know, it's yeah. funny. Aussies, yeah. <laughs> I finished I finished doing a story and I forgot to turn off the voice recording because I, I recorded my phone. I, st- I forgot to turn it off and I went straight to the next person. I was like, hey, how you go? And as I was about to say that, they're like, F off. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. it was some Aussie girl. You know, the way she said it, it was like, F off. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you have a beautiful day. <laughs> Walk straight off. I said, done. I'm like, I yeah. like I'm cool with that. Um, I've had, yeah, I've had hard rejections um, like that. I've had people where they don't even look at me. But they're just like, for example, if someone, like, I, I approach them from from a distance. Like, they look at me and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, bro. Like, not today, buddy. They're well, not you engaging. Know what I mean? yeah. yeah, they're not engaging at all. They even sometimes they just do that to me. Um, I've had a guy where I was walking, and that might this might be just something else, but that guy, uh, he, I don't know if he he knew that I was gonna approach him, but he just walked straight off like uh, on the grass, like sure, we're walking on concrete, yeah. and he just walked straight on the grass. He didn't want me to even approach him, so I said, "All right, cool." But um, yeah, those moments are the ones that have created character for me. Mm. Um, but I would also say the ones where, the ones where they do say yes, and it's amazing. That is what I go back to. I don't go back yeah. to the rejection. I go back to the amazing conversation that came out of it. Because I say, this is what I can get. This is what could happen. Yeah. I don't care if this is a rejection right now. There's been times where I, there was like a, there was this girl who had like a baby tramp. And um, I don't know if I wanted to approach. I'm very, I'm very like sensitive when I go up to girls because they might feel a certain way for a lot sure. of things. You know what yeah. I mean? So I, I, I'm always sensitive when I go up to a girl. So I was like, yo, she's got a baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's chilling by herself. She's probably just gonna say no to me. Yeah. And I was like, why not just go for that? Like, why don't you just go for the just yes? For the like, no, yeah. Y- yeah. So who knows? Sorry. Yeah. Who knows if she'll say yes or not? But why not just go for it? Yeah. You're, you're better off finding out. It's like shoot your shot. That's another thing about shoot your shot. There's so many, so much meaning behind that. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I went up to her, and bro, her story is amazing, bro. She survived. Um. Almost getting kidnapped. Um. By ISIS in Syria. Um. Oh shit. What happened? Yeah. She's got an amazing story. What happened was she. And I'm and her story isn't out yet, but what she did was she used to go to uni, and it would take like a four. Hour, it would she would be on a four hour bus, and that those three buses that would go to uni would get stopped by ISIS, and like there was a moment where the one at the front and the one at the behind got kidnapped and people got killed, and she survived, and um why because she was in the middle bus. Yeah, they just didn't stop the middle bus. The oh middle okay. bus just kept going. Um, th- there's been moments like that for her. There's been moments where she was at a village and ISIS came and then a bullet just schemed uh, her friend by the cheek. Um, one of uh, the president's security guards' um, son got abducted, which was her friend. And then like she was talking about that and how like her fa- that guy's father was like 
you know those guys that are just built and they have like this like certain like persona where like you just can't mess with me like i'm that mm. that toxic masculinity yeah, yeah you know what i mean he was the bodyguard too so he had he, he was i guess in a way he was supposed to have that persona yeah when his son got um taken from him apparently what she said to me was that he was broken down like he was not the same ever since then like he was different like he didn't want to speak he was just couldn't look at people in the eye destroyed, yeah. like it was destroyed and ptsd basically. yeah yeah exactly so she escaped from that and other experiences that she had and she came here and then she just talks about that so that's what i got from that conversation you know yeah. i was convincing my, that's what i'm saying like don't let your brain trick you you know what i mean successful people are gonna be faced with adversity just as much as you don't think oh they're built different yeah. so just fight that fight that thought I was telling myself, nah, she's going to say, no, there's no point even going up to her. Just keep going. Go up to a guy. I'll go up to someone else. Mm. And that's what I got from that conversation. And she was an amazing girl. Like, she, like like I said, we, we exchanged information. Like, she she asked me about photography. I, I put on ha- what to get for her camera. She got a camera. Now she's documenting her life. Like, True. there's so much things. That, that story is a fairly wow. exclusive as well. It's not <laughs> even out yet. So, shout yes. out to so, location. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, man, um, I, I gained a lot, man. I've gained a lot of experience, a lot of wisdom, um, a lot of food for thought. Um lot of reminders as well mm. there's been moments where something's been playing in my head for too long and it's i actually went up to someone who's dealing with that same issue but from a different perspective and mm. i asked them how do you feel about that if someone would do this or if this were to happen and for their um, perspective it kind of helped me out you know what mm. i mean and i tell them that too and like bro like again like i have people i've met people i've connected with them on facebook now and like they w- we, w- we plan to link up or something like that you know I'm what sure I mean? you create mm. memories so yeah, yeah it's it's a lot for me i was gonna say so like Tell me through what's like. What's the process? So, like, you meet a lady like that. You have an interesting story. You're like, yeah, this is one that I want to post. How do you get it down into that format of just like enough lines that your reader or your audience can actually be like, yeah, this is a story that I'm interested in. You know what I mean? Because she can give you like she can speak to you for how many? How long do conversations go for? Like thirty minutes or something? Some go for ten. Some go for an hour and thirty. How do you get that down into like a paragraph, a line? You know, because there's a creative side. I don't think I've ever got a, a conversation that went for an hour and a half to a paragraph. Okay, <laughs> I yeah. think I can ever will. But um, how I do it is um, I just go through it. I go through, I, I revise stories so many times, man. Like mm. a lot of hours get put into a story. So, and this is another thing. This is why I get, like sometimes I get frustrated when a story isn't, isn't getting the attention that it deserves, you know? I'm not, it's like, oh yeah, cool. I'm not getting that as many likes for the platform. But this person's story is too good. Like the most recent one, like, that conversation I had with the brother like was amazing, and I and I and like that story has been kept with me for some time because I wanted to figure out the best way to put it out, because that person's story deserves to be heard, you know. And there's so many stories like that. So when there's stories that aren't getting the engagement, I, I kind of get like frustrated because like they need like people need to hear this and really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but the process is yeah, I revise consistently, uh, multiple times. I go through it um, on my Google Doc. I go sure. through what I've written up. Yep. I read it. I read it. I read it. Then I highlight. I highlight. I highlight. Then I cut bit by bit a sentence. I cut sentences slowly. It's like surgery, bro. Like I got to make sure this person's story is <laughs> being told because I'm. It's a lot of responsibility I'm holding to make sure your story is being told. You know, and for you to give me that trust. You know what I mean? Sure. Especially if you haven't um, opened up to something before. You want to make sure that nothing's been twisted or exactly. um, put out in a way that isn't how you felt it was. I obviously go by what they've said. You know, I just take. I just have what they say. Um, but yeah, I would go through it so many times after I've gone through it enough. I would kind of slowly put a little bit of a paragraph here. And then the next slide and the next slide. And then I read it. And then um, I see if it's like flowing, if this is really telling a story, if this is painting the picture. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I'll, I'll listen to it. I'm like, and I try to force myself to act like I didn't hear what they said. So I'm mm. reading it for the first time. Sure. And um, yeah, man, like it's that's the process I go through. 
um, that's the process at the very end after I've typed it up, after I've edited the photos. All my photos that I've put out have all been shot through film cameras. So that's okay. another risk that I've had. Um, there's been stories, there's been so many stories that haven't been put out uh, because maybe the photo didn't come out right because film is a risk, man, but it comes out so good at the same time. Sure. Do, would you ever put those stories out though? Regardless yeah. of it, the photo? NFT or? Nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You I'm like that, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm picking up what you're throwing. <laughs> nah, but um, yeah, 100%. The, the first story that um, I put out, um, I still have the photos and the story itself. Sure. The photos came out really good. Um, that's 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 gonna be like probably down the line. Mm. Um, I look forward for that. For the other stories that haven't been put out, I will definitely put them out one day. Maybe like a, a exclusive book. Yeah. Like you know, these are the stories that haven't been told yet. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there will I will definitely put out all the stories that I know, that I have. Sorry, but um, for now I'm just putting out as much as I can. But those the specific ones that I haven't put out. There's one that I wanted to do for the one year anniversary of location. Yeah. But. I think I'm going to wait on that one. For sure, I think for I'm sure. Wait. There's a few I'm going to wait on just to make sure it's put out properly. 100%. I'm interested to hear how you can start location as 2019. Obviously, it's a big thing you do. Like, you spend seven, eight hours, and then you go and run a basketball tournament. Obviously, I don't know you. I just met you. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know. How, maybe your love for basketball. But then how did that idea come about? So, okay. So, from um, starting location in 2019. So, I started location in 2019, and then I didn't put the public the platform public and i didn't make the platform public until lockdown the start of lockdown that's when i made it public mm-hmm. and then uh, alhamdulillah seven months in it got a thousand followers straight off sure. and um, people were really engaging with it um so that's another thing before i get into that sir i just want to say like you take your time like take it easy don't rush yourself i know it seems like everyone's doing good everyone's doing it fast yeah. their, their their process is good but that's all highlights at the end of the day it took me about almost almost a year before location was public so you know i mean take your time with it but i'm um, coming back to what you're saying is yeah 2019 i was just doing locationist until i'm still doing locationist but until the idea of shoot shoot came which was last year at, at mid last year okay. how that came about so we're getting into shoot shoot now yeah yeah, yeah. shoot shoot back right, let's get yeah, it let's go, go. Um, <laughs> hey pull your mic down real quick let's show them shoot a shit real quick oh, show, yeah, show the logo <laughs> this is the shoot shoot merch right here yes it's exclusive up. but we're definitely gonna have merch people were asking on the day um, where's the merch? I want to buy a tea. I want to buy what you guys sell. So yeah. it will come out this year, inshallah. But this is one of the inshallah. exclusive ones. This is the shout out Uniqlo. We did a little collab. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. little collab with Uniqlo. Um, but yeah, man. So shoot, shoot, man. Like so, basically, what happened was, um, I heard that it was um, what do you call it? It was meant to be just a couple of friends. Your birthday this day. Is that true? That is very true. And then true. he ended up becoming some Serious. massive blown out event where the bloody NBL commissioner came down. NBL, uh, he was going to come. We were, we had conversations with him. Channel 9 did come. Yeah. Um, but so what I'll do is I'll, I'll explain it. Basically, I was I was speaking about why not doing like a little one for the uh, with the boys. Mm. You know how Sunday, you know how Sunday you guys play soccer with the, you know, the guys, you know, it's not serious. It's just, for you sure, know, sure. have a kick around, you know, sometimes. Is there ever times where it's like kind of packed and you have like four teams going on? Type yeah, of yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I wanted to do something like that. This was during lockdown. Everyone was locked up last year, mm. right? And I was like, why don't I, like, I think, I hope so that we won't be locked up during yeah. my birthday, which was the end of October. So I was like, why don't I rent or book a court sure. and um, have boys come in yeah. versus each other? I'll pay for a ref. I'll pay for a DJ. I had a homie who was a DJ who I wanted to come. I was like, yo, let me come. Like, I was going to hit him. I was like, yo, come through. Yeah. I was going to have, because I knew photographers. I was like, yo, I was going to hit one of the other homies. Like, yo, come take some photos. Yeah, yeah. And then like, 
And that was the idea, right? Just have a little cool day just to get everyone out of lockdown, you know, because we haven't had a day like that in so long. For sure. And I was, and I kept telling myself, maybe if it's good, mm. I'll make it ticketed, like yeah. $5, you sure. know what I mean? And I'll put it towards like Beyond Blue or Headspace or just like, like a that. chilled, um, not a chilled, sorry, but like to just a, a very uh, public a health mental health organization. Yeah. Um, the reason why I wanted to do that as well is because I was turning 23 and basketball, like I love basketball. Basketball is one of my first love. You know, it's sure. the reason. It's the reason why I, and how I've met so many of my friends. Mm. So, um, and mental health is something that's very close to me. My mom's a mental health clinician as well. Okay. So she taught me early on a lot about mental health and the challenges that we may face um, w- when I was younger. So, and she would always tell me and plant that seed, like, "Yo, why don't you do something about mental health for people like your age and all that?" You know what I mean? And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, for sure. One day, hopefully, you know." Inshallah. So I was like, okay, why don't I just raise a little bit of money and then do it for, put it towards a mental health organization. So that was the idea, like you said, right? Mm. Yep, that was the idea. I was looking for venues. This is during lockdown. No, some venues didn't even reply, maybe because they weren't even working at that time. Mm. For sure. Yeah, I'd reply. Uh, I'd send to emails to some. Some would reply. Yeah. Some would be like, yeah, yeah, cool. Just send us another email with this. I would do that. They didn't reply. So I was getting shut down consistently. Yeah. I've already built that character of getting rejected. I'm cool. It's all right. We yeah. already passed that challenge. Yeah. Um, I sa- I saw one venue, one venue, bro. This venue was so low key, but so good. I was like, bro, as if no one's used this venue before. It was so brand new. I found out that they were only seven months new, and because of lockdown, nobody actually w- nobody yeah. actually came in. Which which venue is this on? Three Street. It's in the West. So that was where the venue was. Where right? it was held at. Yeah. 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 So I sent them an email on the Monday. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'll just shoot my shot. You know. I'll just shoot it. Yeah. See where it goes. Shoot it, shoot it. <laughs> yeah. I'll see where it goes. I did that. The Tuesday I got a reply. Hey, bro, would you be interested to be in a Zoom call meeting on Friday? Got in the Zoom call meeting. Yeah. We secured the venue and they were and with, a, with a cool price because we told them what we're doing. We we're doing it for a charity and sure. coming out of ment- uh, lockdown and everyone's mental health has been affected because that is true. We, all my friends have been affected one way or another. Yeah. And they were cool with that. So they said, you know, we'll give you this venue for a day for at a cheaper price. Got accepted. I told I told I told my friends, I said, yo, this venue is too good for us to not do something amazing. Like uh, mm. to not try our best with it. You know what I mean? Not do like a little local exactly. like scrimmage, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was literally like a month and a week before the actual day of the event, November twenty eighth. So it was a month and a week before it. So in that month, I had to figure out how to make a team with like just not the players, yeah. with the team who's gonna help me. I sure. had to I had to figure out how to get sponsors. Yeah. Um I had to consistently learn how to uh, communicate and reply through emails. I learned what a bump in bump out plan was, which is What's if you're up? running an event, it's like what the uh, what the uh, like bump in bump out is basically like what it's going to look like when you come into the venue. What yeah. th- what are you going to add into the venue and then like the bump out of it all, like how you're going to process it out and uh, how you're going to get things yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. So I had to learn a lot of things. I had to learn how to um, negotiate. Yeah. Um, oh man, there's actually too many stories to shoot, for shoot sure, bro. For like sure. it was a that was a wild month. I had I was put into the deep end. That's another take as well. I want to say, mm-hmm. like if you ever get thrown into the deep end, mm-hmm. like count your blessings. That's a beautiful opportunity for, for you. Sure. You're you're set to learn so much. You're mm-hmm. set to learn so much with that. So I got thrown into the deep end, and alhamdulillah, like um, a, a month after that, we managed to have an amazing event. Yeah. Um, safe to say. Um, we sold out. It's my first event. We sold out. Channel wow. Nine came in. Mm. We managed to get a bunch of sponsors, um, and like I think there's just too much things that that happened in that event that I can say that went well. But um, bro, I'll tell you one thing: as a person that went to that event, bro, like 
I remember when I first got told about it, I think it was either from Morel or I mean one of the two, yeah. yeah. But there was like these events gonna hell, Sagala, this is that and I was like, Ah, oh, cool, you know? And I remember I got called up by one of the homies and he's like, Hey bro, do you wanna be do you wanna participate in this basketball event that's happening in a month's time? I remember this was in lockdown. Mm. And I said yes. I didn't say yes because how big the event was going to be or whatever. I didn't know nothing about it. Only because of the fact that we're going to be balling out playing mm -hmm. basketball. Anyway, then another homie asked me for the same competition. Do you want to be able to play basketball? I'm like, all right, cool. Anyway, I said yes to this. I was in a bit of a sticky situation playing on two teams. Mm -hmm. Anyway, later on the event happened and I'm just thinking to myself at one point, because I got injured, so I wasn't playing on the day, yeah? Funny enough. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what, what ended up happening, I was like, there was this one moment where I just looked around and I'm like... <coughs> Damn, a couple of boys from an area organized this event type of thing. You know what I mean? And from start to finish, it was like, Allahum bada, I've got to give kudos to you. You killed it. You know what I mean? No, um, really. And not only that, there's a lot of events held by Africans. And I know all of you boys know how events held by <laughs> Africans are. They never end up going <laughs> successful, bro. They never end up going yeah. successful. Either, I don't know, ego comes into place. People don't want to win everything. You know what I mean? So kudos to you, bro. Especially in a month span. I know people that take a whole year just to organize like Asa Somali Week and this yeah. that. You know, when you pulled off a hectic event. Nah, thank you, bro. Yeah, uh, first one thing I definitely want to say is shout out to my team, my people for real. Like my, the people behind me, like uh, they helped me so much. Like those people, they're all amazing people, all genuine people. Like I can vouch for them with uh, with everything that I have. Like these guys are amazing, and they all said yes to my vision. They trusted me. Yeah. They said, you know what, we we think what you got going on is dope. It's for a good cause. Um, I can see what, you, what you're trying to do and uh, let's do it. So like, again, shout out to them. Like, and if it wasn't for them, the day wouldn't have been, if it wasn't for everyone, I actually want to say shout out to everyone that put up to the event, everyone that said yes, that contributed from the media team to uh, Vola Foods. Um, I didn't know how to get sponsors and she was one of the first people I called. Yeah. She runs a uh, West African uh, or Central West African restaurant. Yeah in brunswick right and she's like her food was popping i kept seeing it online and i wanted to try it out yeah and I, I couldn't go all the way to brunswick especially during lockdown yeah so i asked her like would you be open i was buckling as i was speaking to her she's like yeah why not what else do you need do you want me to pr pr provide food for the players i'm like yeah why not i didn't even think about catering for players yeah. at the time she's like yeah. yeah i can do that so shout out to her like every single person was like so genuine and, and like up for it like i had no no's i only got yeses Sure. And it was also a day for just people to showcase their talent, you know, yeah. from the performances we had Solly. Shout out to Solly. She's like, she's one of the um, upcoming R&B artists coming out of Australia, Melbourne. Like yeah. she's going to blow. And her first single that she's ever made, she performed it for the first time. On the day? At, at Shoot to Shoot. Okay. So that's very historical for me because I know she's going to go amazing places. Yeah. So that's one aspect, right? She's showing her talent from the media team. Like there's so many dope videographers that said yes without even wanting to ask for a price. You know yeah. what I mean? So everyone was so open. Even the DJs, one of the DJs who I hit up, like he's like, bro, I'll do it for free. Like, do you do you want me to like help in a certain way? Do you need other things that you need for me? Like sure. everybody was just so down for it. And like that's what made the day amazing. And then one thing I was worried about as well, like you were saying about Asphalt, like oh like other events, like how there's kind of like ego, it's just players, you know. When people want to win, when it gets competitive, yeah. especially in basketball, it can get it can get a bit for rowdy. Sure. So all the guys were amazing. And that, that that was just beautiful. Mm. Especially when you got different guys from different areas all coming under one roof. It's not it's not an easy thing. It's not easy, bro. It's not yeah, well, it's, it's not, not easy, bro. So, but um, it all yeah. went well, bro. Was she this your first event? It's my first event. Yeah, oh I didn't wow. know how to run an event. I had mates who ran events, but they okay. were like nightclubs, right? Yeah. So <laughs> they didn't <laughs> need... Story, they, story, yeah, you know what I mean? They don't, they've never searched, like, hey, boys, we need a couple players to come to the nightlife. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's like what? I had to figure out how to have a basketball team. I had to figure out how to, how to communicate consistently with players. Uh, bro, by the way, refs, we got refs 
the literally like the day or two before the event. We secured refs the day mm. or two before. We had the we got the uniform less than twelve hours before the day. Yeah, less than yeah. twelve hours before tip off, the uniform we got from Sydney. Like uh, literally, I had to negotiate. So yeah, it was a story with that. There man. was a chance he wasn't gonna come. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I had to force it. You don't know about that one, bro. Like, bro, I had to force that. So basically, the story behind that was, um, we did, we did, we were blessed to get sponsors, right? We had to get, we we managed to get some money from sponsors, but we still had to be very wary about how much money we we're gonna spend. Um, so I've managed to find like a like a sport uniform uh website For outlet sure. in Sydney mm -hmm. who did printing as well. I don't know why I agreed to spending three point seven. For uniform. What? 3.7. Yeah, 3.7. So I agreed to that. And what happened was, there's, there's been like two or three historical calls during this whole process that I will never forget. But I agreed to 3.7. I yeah. sent the invoice already. And then I called one of the homies, tight and I said, yo, bro, I just I just got uniform finally secured. This is two weeks before the event, too. Yeah, we yeah. didn't know a place that can get 48 um, shorts and 48 jerseys yeah. and print the logo yeah. with, what it, uh, with the logo in the back as well. Yeah. So I was like, bro, this is the best we got. And you know, I secured it. And like, oh, okay, cool. How much? 3.7. 3.7? Damn. <laughs> are you sure same, about that? Bro. <laughs> Yo, bro. Are you so sure? Where are you getting this Thank money God from, though? Grants, yeah. bro. bro, I wasn't getting it from anywhere. The the, the sponsorship money that we okay, got yeah, yeah. wasn't even enough for that. But I just said, yeah, because I thought, like, I was, I was kind of You like, needed the jerseys. Yeah, I needed, I needed it. I was just like, yo, like, I got to do it. He's like, like, all right, cool. We hanged up. I get another call from um, from the other, one of the other guys. He's, I told him, like, the how much? He's like, 3.7? Scully. Cuz, well, are you sure that was the only option? I was like, yeah, bro, trust me, I say. Like, and I'm already regretting it. I'm driving, I'm like, wow, I'm freaking out because I, I was going to bare places trying to get for stuff sure. for the mm. event. And he's like, all right, but then I get another call, and it's one of the other guys again. He's like, hey, hold on, let me add someone to the call. He adds the other guy. Yeah. And he's like, hey, hold on, let me add someone else. And then by the time the everyone was added to the call, it was basically everyone that was helping the event. Yeah. Like, yo, Sagali, real talk. We, we can't spoke. do 3.7. You need to get your money back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the oh money yeah. for 3.7. <laughs> so. I was already stressing because uh, it was already a rush to get that. So I had a stress about getting the money back. Yeah. Even though it's already been invoiced, I don't know how they were going to act the business. True. But um, alhamdulillah, that's where I really got put into the corner to learn how to negotiate. True. And I managed to get it to 2.1. Yeah. Um, that's, that's not yeah. saving. Yeah. I managed to get it to 2.1. You know, it was a bunch of negotiation, a bunch of talk, a bunch of waffling. How did you learn to negotiate? Did you um, ask people? Videos. I would say nah, I didn't have the time to watch a YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> I had it. <laughs> 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 the events in 14 days, bro. I can't take notes right now. But um, I would say one of my closest mates is really good at negotiating. Um, he, he's helped. He's helped me a lot. Yeah. He, he's given me advice. People, people always give me advice, anyways, on what I should say. Or, or at the end of the day, it's it's just spitting facts. Sometimes, it's like, yo, that's a bit too much. Like, literally, it's just a bit too much. So yeah, the business was cool. I said, all right, we ordered it, anyways. Um, it'll come the week before the event and we'll start printing it by the wednesday the event was on sunday right that wednesday we got she said that oh, all the printing's done we're gonna pay for express for you don't worry it's gonna come to you in less than two days wednesday they shipped it off she texted me on viber what's up she's like hey it just sent through um you know what i mean looking forward for you guys to see it i was like yeah cool cool That's cool up, yeah. thursday happened bear meetings went down bear sorting out for the event Friday happened. No jersey. No jersey. Still, I'm checking the tracking number. Yeah. <laughs> still, still in the sky somewhere, bro. It's not in land yet. Yeah. It's not on land yet. Then Friday, 5 p.m. after, it closed. Like shipping is closed. Like they don't, they don't. Yeah. Like you're not gonna get anything after 5 p.m. True. So I was like, okay, cool. All right, we got Saturday at least, right? 
I checked the website. Saturday, the weekends, they don't do any shipping. Like, they don't do any shipping, wh- sure. whatever the um, company is. They don't do any shipping, and, like, you can't even go to the storage um, area and pick up anything. Mm. So, like, literally, I couldn't do anything. But there was one little gap of opportunity that I had, which was, it was in Melbourne. Okay. But it was in the airport. So, I said, nah, dog, I need that uniform. I already fought to get this amount, this yeah. amount of money, this dope uniform yeah. for the day. I can't have people rocking up and hooping in singlets, you know what I mean? Uh, the uh, event was already sold out by then. A lot of people were very eager. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what did you do? Did you go to the airport? Bro, 7am, 7, 7 I woke up. I already made calls to like their customer service. Yeah. Nobody was trying to help me out. They said, oh yeah, we can't like, you know, like yeah. when they just saying they don't want to help, like, exactly. like we can't do it for you. Nah, it's just weekends. We don't do it. And I just kept saying, let me speak to like a manager or something like, nah, we don't have a manager. Like they were just <laughs> basically telling me to leg it. <laughs> it was a weekend for yeah, them. Yeah, like, oh, we don't have anything to, for you, brother. Like just go home. Yeah, and I just kept saying like, yo, like I, I, you don't know. You don't know, but I need it tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. He said, we can't help you. I'm like, but it's in Melbourne. I can just grab it. Yeah. They said, nah, even if you come, I'm like, what's the address? They sent me the address. It was like somewhere near the airport. Mm. And like, you can come, but they're going to tell you to go home. I go into the car. One of my mates said, I'll come with you. It was like eight in the morning. I'm driving all the way to... um, When's the event, by the way? The Sunday. Less than than 24 hours. It was Saturday Saturday morning. Mm. Saturday morning. I drove to the airport. I went to the first entrance. I parked. Everything was shut. So like, no, no sign of hope yet. Everything was shut. I went up to some guy who just got off the truck walking in. I rushed up to him. Like, hey, brother, like, do you know where I go for this, this, that? He's like, uh, no, nah, I'm not sure, bro. He was trying to al- almost tell me to go away. He said, leg it too. <laughs> and I said, okay, is there another entrance that I can go to? He's like, you could try that side. I said, okay, cool. Before you leave, what's your name? He gave me his name. We'll say David, yeah? I learned this little trick that kind of helps me. So uh, his name's David, yeah? Okay, I leave. I go to the other entrance. I go into like the like the gates closed, but I park at the front and I'm walking in. Security are rushing to me. They're trying to tell me to stop. You can't cut. You're not allowed in. They tell me it's like these two Arab guys. Yeah, I tried to say as much Arabic as I knew. I was like, yeah, okay, look, bro, I'm trying to get in. Yeah, but yeah, you know what I mean. Like I said, yo, whatever happens out of this, inshallah, goes well. I said, yo, look, bro, what I need is for tomorrow, and it's in here. And they're like, bro, we can't help you. And then I said, I said, yo, David said that I needed to come here. Now, these guys don't know everyone in the organization, sure. right? But they know David, David might be a supervisor <laughs> to these guys. So <laughs> yeah. they might be buckling. They don't want to lose their job. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, David, he just came from that office and he <laughs> said I needed to come here. He's like, David? He's like, yeah, David, he's one of, the, one of the guys. I don't know. He just said, come here, speak to the security, and then they'll let you in. And they're like, all right, hold on, come with us. Yeah. So we managed to get to the office. Yeah. I kept expressing, like, yo, bro, like, okay, I need this now. It's like, I need, yeah. yeah, it's a very important. It's for charities, for mental health. Like, I need this uniform ASAP. It's right here. They were stressing, like, oh, fuck, we actually got to do some work or something yeah. like that. You know, like, these guys actually yeah. put it, putting us in the corner. So they're, they're making calls. One thing led to another. They said, hey, bro, your, ship, your, your box is being shipped to your address now. So we managed to get the uniform shipped to my house on the saturday i drove home this i checked the tracking address and it was actually driving so they were sure. actually coming so oh you're tracking it to make yeah. sure yeah yeah because yeah. imagine yeah. if they said yeah yeah we're sending it and then they never sent it that's yeah. what i'm saying yeah that's what i'm saying so i saw it and i was like okay cool it's saying that it's, it's it's leaving so i was i was like we got the trophies that same day too the same saturday we got trophies on that same day <laughs> so um what happened was i was still freaking out i was like i don't know I was driving with my mate and I was looking for any FedEx car I could see because I would yeah, tell them, true. pull over right now, <laughs> open, your, open the boot. I'm getting my box, bro. I need the <laughs> uniform now. Yeah. I didn't see any FedEx. Yeah. So I just went home. I was extremely tired. I took a quick Hoping nap. that it would come. Yeah, I was just praying. If it didn't come, it didn't come. Like it was meant to be. 
where uh, I took a nap, made everything, I uh, got everything sorted for the night because mm. we had a big meeting before the big day. Yeah, we were supposed to go to the venue to clean it up and set it up. Woke up, I see two beautiful big boxes calling hey, my name. I was so blessed. I was so happy. That was a jersey, and it was yeah? the uniform. Yeah, and then that's when the other homies pulled up and we put the uniform in the boxes. Sure. Went straight to the uh, the venue, cleaned it up. Went to the spot where we had our big meeting. Please tell me you vlogged all of this. Yeah, we did. You, do, you yeah. documented you all remember, of this, yeah? Remember that? Yeah, what are we, we saying? Are we going to see like a vlog or something like this? A documentary? Um, I'm all about documenting my life, bro. Yeah, yeah. So there will be 100%, inshallah. Yeah. 100%, 100%. Right, like, yeah. Bro, it was, that was, oh my God, you don't understand. Like the amount of things I had to go through. That was one big, that was one big moment for the event. There's a few more. Definitely. 100%. Seems like there's a lot of work, man. Mm. The amount of meetings you're saying weeks before and stuff like that. Bro. How many people say, let's do work. events, let's do this. Yeah. It's so easy to and organize a basketball tournament, yeah. a soccer tournament, all that. And, and it was a good sign it was sold out because, to be honest, I didn't get to go because I seen it was sold out. So I yeah. guess it's a good problem. <laughs> Bro, that's a, that's a beautiful problem. I had yeah. so many random people act like we were family after that. I had randoms DM me on request, get my number. For sure. Some, some guy was like giving my number out and then people were texting me. Wow. Like you say, yo, hey, Sagali, yo, do you remember we had dinner? Bro. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I don't want to say too much. I should have got you on the podcast before the tournament, bro. I should have got you on the podcast before the tournament. Yeah, yeah. You would have got in for <laughs> sure. You had something to hold on to. Right, this time, don't, don't miss out. But, um, yeah, man, I had bad people hit me up acting like family and for like, sure. yo, cuz, yeah. how you been? Speaking, mm. they're talking to me nice and shit, you know. You like, had best friends that, that you never had before. Yeah, like, we, were, we had history, like, but it is what it is. That's the process of, like, running something successful, you know. And, like, alhamdulillah, it was my first event. Mm. Um. Shout out to the team again. It wouldn't have happened without them. But sure. it um, sold out. We had Channel 9 come on. Um, mm. we, we we raised all the money, by the way, through the tickets. That was our idea. Oh, we nice. said, yo, let's just raise the money, whatever money we raised from the tickets, and give it mm. towards an organization. Sure. We, we, des- we decided to give it to Foundation House, which is a mental health organization um, that has been um, taking care of people who are refugees mm. from um, their home where they've been experiencing a lot of trauma and yeah. torture and they've been doing this for over 30 years they're really good at what they do right for sure. so we think it, they were the best ones but the thing as well though right it's like when people raise money for charities do you ever know what like they do with it nope no that's what i'm saying right so like we all kind of strong on like we want to make sure we kind of figure out what we're going to use with the money we raised yeah for the I for the that. event right so we had that meeting with them and i think that was one thing that they were kind of amazed about mm. So amazed that the CEO came on the day, the CEO of the um, organization, of the charity. He came on the day, right? He came. He sat. He had history. He like he played. He like he played basketball. Um, He used to coach as well. Yeah. He lived. He lived near Kensington, near the flats. So he knew like the community. He knew like the culture. So he was more engaged. He wanted to bring his son. He didn't end up coming. Yeah. But he came on the day. He sat with in the sponsorship row with all the couches. Yeah. And he was so amazed by the day. I remember, um, the I remember the moment I got told as well. I was sitting down in the semifinals, we were losing, uh, but uh, I got someone sat next to me, someone close to me sat next to me, and he's like, and they're like, uh, sorry, um, the CEO of Foundation House um, are so amazed by today that they want to give an extra ten thousand dollars to your organi- uh, to what you guys are raising towards, and um, help help support whatever you guys are trying to oh. do. So when I heard that. Bro, I didn't care if we were losing at that point. I didn't <laughs> care if it was an yeah, L or not. Yeah. Bro, that's a big dub for me. This beautiful day was already a dub, you know what I mean? 100%. Even though I'm very competitive like that, to that day was an amazing day I'll never forget. And then my team ended up making it to the finals as well. Um, we lost. There was one moment that I ain't going to lie where um, we were winning at the start and then the east side team, different gravy, were catching up, right? Yeah. And then I think Peter caught a, got a nice dub on the yeah. fast break. 
And the crowd was just going crazy. Yeah, yeah. Crowd was going. And the energy was off. lit. Energy I think I saw lit. you getting hyped up yeah, too, yeah, bro. Yeah, the energy was lit, bro. So I lost my voice after that, fam. I'm not even gonna lie, bro. I'm glad to hear that. But yeah, bro. Like uh, at one moment, I was like, bro, I'm on the court right now taking a fat L, and I ran this whole event, and everyone's <laughs> hyping it up. You know what yeah. I mean? But it was cool. At the end of the day, like I really, uh, that's what I wanted. Anyways, that's what I really wanted. Wait, what was the moment? What did you do on the fast break? So no, no. So what happened was like we were losing. Yeah. And then. The crowd, the crowd momentum went to on the East Side team. Yeah, and I was like, "Hold on, what are you guys doing?" I just said, "Hold it down a little bit," you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. hey, see. That's another double on the day. Yeah. So all the games were great. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had the finals, which was like basically the cherry on top. Yeah. Which was like the energy. Everyone was engaged. Everyone stopped for a moment. And it's like the spotlight was on there for that mm. last game. You know what I mean? And that's what you want from a successful end, um, successful event. You want it to start well. We also wanted to finish even better. Yeah, you know, exactly. what I mean? so that was yeah, yeah, Straight it was up, amazing. Bro. Yeah, you, yeah, you were there, bro. You saw it for yourself, and um, I think I think uh, it's safe to say like everyone enjoyed it. All the feedback that I got was very uplifting, um, and it only pushed us to do what we did last year. But again, you know what I mean. And the plans we have this year, like oh man, like it's I'm not a one-time event, yeah. Nah, definitely That's not. Inshallah. Inshallah. Let us know. We'll promote it. Probably get. For sure, bro. Probably like get sold out before we can even promote yeah, so it. Fair <laughs> sponsorships on it. You know? Yeah. I yeah, already got that finance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a fair dink of team. You guys uh, had yeah, a team. Yeah, let's, let's you want to talk about that? Let's not, let's uh, not talk about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not talk yeah. about yeah. it. There's, there's certain things you just do not speak about. You yeah. Know what I mean? And, and that's is, one of them. Yeah. This is certain. Exactly. If you play a different story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope so, inshallah. Next year. This year. Yeah, yeah, like it was it was an amazing event. Again, like um shout out shout out to everyone that came through. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? To the people who missed out, please do not be that same person again. Um, do not take that L. Um and yeah, man, this year's gonna be a beautiful year for us, for everyone. And um I hope to see everyone at Shooter Shoot this year for sure. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think we'll leave the episode there. For sure. Um, unless you guys had any last question, boys. No, straight up. Hey Thri Sagali. Appreciate it for coming on the episode. Guys, if you guys are watching the episode, I don't know, we've got like multiple cameras. <laughs> Shout out to Atta and Moody behind the camera, you know what I mean? Um, and Ahmed. And Ahmed. And Ahmed is all behind the audio team. We can't forget <laughs> him. He's got a break Never today. Never forget Ahmed, bro. Uh, make sure you guys like, share, and subscribe. And thank you for watching another episode. Peace.